one place. I got the number one record, they acknowledge the jit. They going crazy when they play a head bobbing and shit. And I'm just someone fucked up thinking about my father and shit. They found him dead a couple days before I started to the same day. I flew back to the city from Miami. I was out there with the fam, just looking at my door. Thinking to myself, like, damn, my baby looks just like my dad. Same time I got the news, my shit went number one, that's fucked up. That shit that was confusing a little bit. You know I flew in with the stick. Okay, like, let me know what's up before I lose it in this bitch. And everybody trying to talk. I ain't trying to talk, I'm trying to click. I'm trying to send somebody with Somebody let me know what's happening. I left them KRK. Kirk, you know how I rock behind my dad You know I never gave a fuck about the words Just about my fans How the fuck I make it to the top The same day I lost the nigga that had me. I nigga perform on BET And a year ago couldn't afford a sound I had to move in with TG When I went broke moving out the cash You know about smiling every day For all your fans act like you have I spent a hundred thousand Laying my daddy the rest But I ain't brag I got some questions I'ma die about respect If I don't get answered My mama stood up in the chest Took it like a G when she had cancer My brother be thinking that we don't love him And let him struggle like we ain't fans Like I won't give up All I got to see you happy nigga We shot the world Everybody know what's happening nigga I'm still a John John My song it just went platinum Nigga. We on our own time, let's go move out to Cali, nigga Put the kids in homeschool, let's go get us a mansion, nigga Let's raise our kids right, let's watch the shit we teach them, nigga Let's start a business for you so they can't say that you leeching, nigga Hiding on the chosen one, cause sometimes when I be speaking, nigga Like on this song, I ain't rapping, I'm preaching, If nigga. I love you, then I need let's ya go. I fuck with you like Martin, fuck with Gina uh, We family like we Venus and Serena hey. Let's go get married like we thank God in Kanisha okay. Don't give a fuck about the words about my people Bad. I don't care what the fuck they told you, we ain't equal uh-uh. Niggas ain't cut from the same club, these niggas see Hey. And I be too busy doing me to see what he do, nigga. Yeah, first two, that little nigga from the other side. Uh-huh. And I do it myself. Whenever I ride, you know that my brothers ride. Okay. And I still got a lot of shit on my mind that I can't undecide. Yeah, yeah. Got me ready to slide, feeling like Doughboy when his brother Boys died. in the hood, you know how I step, you know how I rep, you know about baby, you know nigga. About baby. You know how I'm coming back for that cross if you ever play me, nigga. Yeah, you know how I got it about the mud and turned to the gravy, nigga. Huh? It hit the rap game like crack cocaine in the 80s, nigga. Huh. Fuck you niggas talking about real life. Oh, oh, my God. Look, Oh my God, baby on baby. Now that's baby on baby. God is great, dog. Baby, baby on baby. baby on baby. Huh? Yeah. Rest oh peace to my, my daddy. Rest peace to my grandma. If I love you, then I need ya. I fuck with you like Martin, fuck with Gina. We family like we Venus and Serena. Let's go get married like we thank God in Kanisha. Don't give a fuck about the words about my people. I don't care what the fuck they told you, we ain't equal. Niggas ain't cut from the same club, these niggas see through. And I be too busy doing me to see what he do, nigga. Uh huh. Okay. It's time to evolve, evolve Can't be out of mind Even if I hit you, no I won't go insane, no Must have lost his pain New 
After five, actually, and it's Thursday, and that means one thing: it's time for Ben talks with the best in the world, Ben Lewis. Addy the Baddie is out this week, and if you follow me on social media, you know what this show is going to be all about. It's a special uh, discussion panel or panel discussion, however you want to put that, um, about Black Men Vent. Uh, we're gonna get into that a little bit later. I, one of my guests here, you know, um, my, my guy Courtney. Uh, host sure. of Courtney's Corner and now also the Uncensored Podcast that I had a chance to be on. And let me tell y'all, that shit was wild. As so when you talk about uncensored, you know what I'm saying? I know I was I was in there un- not censored at all. I know for myself. I was I was in there wailing. Wilding. Oh still man. Still in our feelings about it. But oh, still, really? Like I, I we was getting that. ready to go back the next week after like so this is what it is, <laughs> and yeah, like yeah, that was a while. Here. Yeah, that was a while. Yeah, Woo! yeah, yeah. He definitely. Um, RJ was getting ready. To, yeah, yeah, you definitely peace. had a lot to say, RJ, on that <laughs> on yeah. that show. Um, <laughs> nah, but but discussions like that could get really intense. Um, yeah. But I will say, I will give credit where credit is due. It is because of that discussion that made me have the idea for this discussion. That I wanted to put together today So um, I was going to front and act like I thought about it all on my own (laughs) But you know what I'm saying God tapped me on the shoulder A couple seconds ago and was like Hey man, Courtney's right here Give him his 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 credit You know what I'm saying Thank you for that Thank you for the shout out We appreciate you Yes, yes, yes 
Oh man. So we we gonna we gonna uh get into the, the conversation in a little bit. We still waiting for um uh the other guests to to, to arrive. You know, you know what I'm saying, people. Black yeah, you know folks. they not they're not in the industry, so you know what I'm saying. Court, they don't respect Yeah, this. they don't respect You know what, you know what I'm saying? They think they think they can just pull up. Right. And, you know. When we say five, we mean four forty five. You don't understand. Not five thirty. Right. Like they, they don't understand this. the meaning of a live. Nah. You know? Until we start spazzing out and yeah, then you well, know. We're going to get to a level where they're not even going to be able to get in the building. Someone's going to be like, hey, look, there we are. I'm sorry, brother. They're going to be blowing up your phone, but it's not going to be on you because you're on set. Oh, yeah. That's what it is when we're on set. Like, yeah. don't call me. I'm not the person to call, especially no. when I'm on set. And you late? Yeah, nah. You got you got to be there. Yeah. Yeah. To- like, we need you to be there on time because, first of all, we got to get you made up. So yeah. we have a makeup artist there. You need to be made up because you're not going on a show. Yeah, I miss, I miss season three. I need to come back season three. <laughs> uh, I want to. I want to have the makeup artist, man. Like I, ain't, I ain't get that yeah, last shout time. Shout out to Saeed. Nah, you know he definitely saying? was doing this thing. Like, yeah, yeah, we wasn't letting them on the show. They were looking busted. So, hey, look. Well, I'm gonna come season three. I'm gonna pull up extra busted. All right, he's gonna earn his money that day. All right. He do. He got clippers. Sure. He gives shape ups too. Nah, he no, he don't do all that. We ain't got time. We don't got right. the studios right. only a lot. Of we only got the studio. <laughs> Four hours and then those four hours you got two shows. That's one of the things you're praying on for the for the elevation. You feel me? Like and that's what I and that's the goal to, yeah. to elevate. You know what I mean? I want to be like Tyler Perry in this bitch. Like I want to have Hell my whole yeah. compound. Like uh uh-uh. uh. Look at that. Uh-huh. You give me a run for my money. You see that segue? <laughs> God damn. How long you been doing this, Courtney? <laughs> We've been doing this for a while. Yeah, probably. right. You know probably, what I mean? You've been doing this longer than I have. God damn me. That segue, yeah. man. But now nah, speaking of Tyler Perry, the uh the, this brother opened up his own. Like I don't even, I don't want to do it. I want to do it justice. It's not studio. It's like on a compound. It is right? a compound. Like that's what it is. Like and to think that not only was it not only is it a compound, but it was once a Confederate base. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? So yeah. like people the poetic were, justice right, there. Right. The poetic justice of it all. And people were kind of like giving him a hard time. Like oh well, you know, you, um, you're, you're you built your studio on the lives of those who are you know Confederates. And I mean, like at the end of the day, he took that power back. Yeah. And created something bigger than anything we've ever seen before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't give a damn what anybody got to say about this man. He is an iconic genius. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And it's something like I, I'm not the biggest fan of Tyler Perry movies. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not the I, I'm not a fan of. Uh, honestly, men getting in dresses, you know, for right. for, for uh, comedy and stuff like that. People feel different ways about it, mm-hmm. but I, I I'm someone who, even though I'm not a fan of certain things, I yeah. could respect the hell out of a person's grind mm-hmm. and a person's right. like work ethic. And Tyler Perry, man, this guy was writing plays in his car that he was living out of. That's right. And one of the things that I love too is that he stayed true to the same actors when he was doing these mm-hmm. plays in these churches and and in these tiny theaters right. and stuff like that. He stayed he brought those actors up with them. These people are people that probably would have never got a shot in any type At of Hollywood. If you, you notice in his movies and in his shows and in these um in these plays, all of the people are the same. Yeah. The same crew. Yep. They may play different parts, mm-hmm. they may do different things. You may see them in the background, but it, Talking about staying true to your team, yep. staying loyal to your people who who rock with you from mm-hmm. the beginning is powerful. Yeah, like that's, powerful. That's inspiring too. Like that's something I I am, am aspiring to do. Like you know, as as, as you, and you and I both, man, we, mm-hmm. you and I both have these platforms. We have a team around us, people that believe in us, yeah. even though you know you're not able to kind of secure them financially the way you might want to. Mm-hmm. But like they believed in him. Yeah. Just like we have people believe in us and right. continue to work with us and help our dreams and our stuff mm-hmm. kind of go, man. And, and that's the level that I want to aspire to get to. That's man. the goal. Yeah. That's the goal. Like, and I and that's what pushes me so hard. Mm-hmm. Like, 
this is this is only the beginning, but we 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 push so we can get places like that. You know what yeah. I mean? And like somebody like myself, and I know for you too, like where I go, my team goes. Mm-hmm. That's just how that's going to work. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Like we, <laughs> I would be nothing without my team. And I always say this, and I I know it's like mushy and shit, but it's the truth. Like I would be, I wouldn't have gotten this far to sit yeah. here with you without the team. Like yeah, for sure. On the, the level of creativity and the bond that we have, and we may sometimes we piss each other off. We don't always yeah, agree. Okay. That's we that's like family, agree, you know right. what I'm saying? Like and so I was, I was I was saying to somebody yesterday, like we're not just a team, we're a family. Like we're stuck with each other. I don't give a damn what who got somebody mad, whatever. Sit down, yeah. take a nap, and we'll see. What Come the back. Next you want right. to talk about it? You you know what I'm saying? You need to go for a walk. You, yep. need, to, you need a drink of water or something. Like and we all in this together. Exactly. Yep. Yo, but that that's that's a good thing, man. But shout out that brother Tyler Perry, man. He's shout definitely out Tyler. doing huge things out here, especially for a, a, a black. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I heard they was hiring. <laughs> you know, I'll walk out this they motherfucker right now. Listen, I don't care. I'll be the gatekeeper. Let's put me in there. <laughs> you gonna put be in the little in, in the little booth name? <laughs> huh? Put me in <laughs> position so that way I can get inside the office. Look, let me right. Let me get bring. I will. Coffee. I will lift the barricade <laughs> when people come to work in the morning. That's what I'll do. Whatever you know I need to do, let me do it. If you want me to stand in with a flag, like welcome, I'ma stand there. Like I don't spinning the shit out that motherfucker. <laughs> Goddamn. Like, <laughs> hey, nah, Michelle Tyler Perry though. Uh, nah, if he if he look, if I get hired to talk, I'll I'll leave this studio right now with the background music MC. playing. <laughs> Y'all ain't gonna hear shit for the next two hours. That's how serious I am. Tyler, Facts. give me a call, man. I got like three Facts. phones. I know you got one of them numbers. Bro. Come on, like, I'm trying. I've been trying to go to that <laughs> website. I mean, it ain't shit, but Tyler, come on, bro. I'm, I'm on, inboxing yeah. you, dude. I'm going to Atlanta. Come on. Now, what's up? Listen, I'll go because I got to look at that girl and put my thing on the sign like she right? did. Like, I don't care. I that don't was care. a lot, though. It was a lot. But listen, I don't give a damn what, what happened. She made it. She made it onto a show. So, like. Did she? Yes. She somebody, made- yeah, y'all ain't hear this? Yes. So she. Even after What she was Dead body number seven Or something <laughs> And she really got I on I play dead body Eight, seven, six, and five If I can just get on the show Like I don't know what she is I, don't nah, know. I gotta be dead body number one I don't know if She probably one of these new shows I, I gotta be I gotta be the first no, body You see the first one. I don't wanna be the first nah, one Nah I, I need to be that first body like, Oh they killed the shit Out of that nigga That's what That's the body Wait, I wanna be Let me play Let me have a line Like oh no Pop. I mean, you know, let me get something out. So that, See, you know, he asked for too much. I'll call yeah. from the motherfucker. Uh, that's, that's my line. I don't give a fuck. I will, <laughs> add, I will add a line. You gonna get? You gonna hear me? You gonna hear something from me before I gotta go? That's yeah, I don't. Right. Yeah, that person number one. You don't get. You don't get to say shit. Like, mm-mm, I'm mm-hmm. good. Yeah, right. Uh, but but not for uh, shout out to Tyler Perry though. Um, we're gonna take a, a a quick break, man. Once again, we doing this black man vent thing. Um, and I'm gonna get into like all the reasons why, like, I believe that it's important for us to, to kind of do this. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna be right back. It's Ben Talks right here live on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, real quick, we gotta do some housekeeping. You know what I'm saying? We got sponsors and stuff here, you know. Um, after more than a year of dreaming, researching, experimenting, late night conference calls and early Saturday morning meetings, the Me team is happy and proud to present to you the Me bottle. This double insulated, reusable stainless steel bottle disinfects water in a 60 second cycle utilizing UVC LED technology and is 99.99% effective against E. coli. All y'all people that's not washing your chicken, okay? Wow. This bottle will help you, okay? <laughs> a single charge via micro USB lasts up to 30 days, and the bright LED display lets you know when water is ready to drink. Join us in bringing clean water to all. Raise your bottle and drink to you and me. Find out more at mebottle.com. All right, man. 
This is Ben Talks right here live on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guy Courtney, host yes, of Courtney's sir. Corner, host of the Uncensored Podcast on the BYB Network, yeah. is here. My man Nick just walked in. You know, black people always late. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's all good, man. Black man event. We're going to get into the conversation and all the topics. Up next, do not go anywhere. Make sure you stay locked in. It's Radio Free Brooklyn. It's Ben Talks. Let's get it. We got Brutini coming up right now. This is Cartier Grill. Let's go. Lifestyle. Luxury. Presidential watch. Bust down face. Tick don't talk. My time don't stop. Cartier, Cartier. Set the vision clear. Now we going. You gotta keep on going.
first time And you acting classy Yeah, you like a lady, but I know you like it nasty Whispers in my ear, cause we always near the family And I just thought I'd let you know that you ain't got no panties on On my lap, feeling vibes like I ain't a phone And I ain't a phone And I'm always getting deep, like your thumb in a hole But I just wanna love you, fuck them hoes on the road You know what lies on the road I'm telling stories like Maury don't know I cut the cake and heat it too, I know it's all on my clothes Rumors coming up now, like the rappers and shows And all these angry baby fathers, man, they got some damn nerve You know, screenshots for the DM And you gon' make her block me I was gon' delete her She know I be GM, man, just get your baby mama And promise don't deceive her Cause then we gonna start this over You don't want that Jesus ass I'm spilling feelings out, like the liquor on the semen I call up on Lakeisha, these feelings gotten deeper With my hands around your waist, oh that's me that's getting deeper Every time your lace go up, girl it's a two-seater I got all these wild thoughts, and you're my senorita We rendezvous on white sand, and a wife beater Here's a rose for my sins, and I'm born in the wind A born again, hooligan, only to be king Never again Never seen Mary in this no, not Mary. Yeah. Not Mary. My day she moves something like a saint. But my life she like Jesse. She yeah. don't even know. Yeah. Niggas think they know the real you. They think they know. Will envy. Uh, you bitches will yeah. envy. Yeah. But they don't know the real you like yeah. I do. Yeah. Not the real Mary. Not the yeah. real Mary. No, not the real. It's 10 o'clock. You in the club. You with your girls. In. You say it's late. You gotta leave for. Work in the AM. But that's a lie. You know that's right. You off tomorrow. But I get why you did it. Since you pulled up to the crib. Now we're in the bedroom. You rip your shit off and you say nothing. I've been waiting all day for a nigga. Don't you make me wait for a nigga. Next thing I know, you're riding this good and good like a fucking Harley. And you put it to me simply. I'm only real for my baby. Yeah, yeah. Never seen Mary in this life. No, not Mary. Not Mary. My day she moves something like a song. My life she like Jessie. She don't even know. Niggas think they know the real you. Bitches will envy. They don't know the real you like I do. Not the real Mary. Not the real Mary. Not the real ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. You can't hide. We can do it anywhere. Anywhere. Keep it on the low. Oh, yeah. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. You can't hide. We can do it anywhere. But keep it on the low. Keep it on the Nobody low. Nobody yeah. has to know. No, oh, no. no.
no bad, no bad, no bad, no bad, no bad, what I say, just watch what I do, gotta get to the bus by the end of the day, girl I want you but you know I can't stay, I just Netflix and late. So when you free, why don't you slap by my place? Come my way, come my way. You spend the shit, I know I make it back. I'm always on point, never gotta lie. Innocent face with the good white and pain to match. Swear you G when you dress in black. Yes, sir. We're back live. Radio Free Brooklyn. You already know what it is, man. It's the best in the world. Ben Lewis. We are live on your airways. Um, we got Courtney, host of Courtney's Corner, host of the Uncensored Podcast on yes, the BYB sir. Network. Um, and thanks for joining us, Nick. <laughs> yeah, what up, man? Nick? <laughs> hey, what's going on? Come on, man. We was just talking. How, how I got you... In my defense, this is uh-huh. the first time I've ever been late. To what? In my life. In your life. Except for exit 10. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> only a few will get that. <laughs> Heard. Only only a few would get only that. Only a few. <laughs> All right, man. So um, if you follow me on Instagram, man, um, if you follow my show at all, um, I wanted to to do this this panel discussion called Black Men Vent. And uh, the reason I, I really wanted to put it together is because I don't feel like there's... I feel like as, as black men in society... Like we go through a lot Like there's a lot um, Just expected of us There's a lot Of different positions And different views That people have of us And there's a lot of Expectations um, There's a lot of You know Everybody expects The, the black dude To be one way mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying And that's just not the case Right And As a black guy my, As a black man myself I know that We don't Talk about the stuff that's weighing down on us too often mm-hmm. because it could easily be viewed as complaining or emotional. Yeah, or you, weak. You, exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, we don't talk to our women about it. We don't talk to our boys about it because it almost feels like people are just like dismissive when it mm-hmm. comes to like talking about your feelings as a man. Yeah. And so we we get into this shell of just being like, no matter yeah, t- no matter what, like I'm good. Like you know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. I always say like. A black man's favorite words is I'm good. You know, my, my arm could have just got blown off. Like, yo, your arm is I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what we're gonna say. So I wanted to do this panel, man. I wanted to have this discussion. I wanted to get uh, a couple good brothers in, in the room with me to to kind of talk about some things that that um 
we kind of go through uh, some very similar experiences. Yeah. Uh, uh, we got a bunch of a couple different topics that I want to get into. But the first thing I want to get into is uh, kind of being a black man in the workplace. Mm. And um, I, I myself, like before I started um, doing radio and, and pursuing a, car- a career in in broadcasting, I had a corporate job. And um, I remember just like, first of all, like you're usually for the most part, one of a few black people in the job, mm-hmm. not just black men, but just black people, period. And I, I feel like uh, in those spaces, people tend to kind of, I feel like the black dude always has to be the coolest guy in the room. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned off air, people tend to try to get away with certain kinds of jokes. And it's yep. like, you you almost feel like you have to like bite your tongue mm-hmm. and you kind of have to just take it because like, okay, this is my job. I don't yeah. want to lose my job. I don't want people to think I'm a certain, like I'm an angry black guy. I don't mm-hmm. want to play into that stereotype. And that's something that I went through in college as well. Like I went away to a predominantly white institution. I mm-hmm. went to Alfred State College, upstate New York. Didn't go to school with white people until then. Right. Like I, I went to a private school that was all black. I went to high school. Y'all was in high school with me. Mm-hmm. All black. All black. You know right. what I'm saying? With the exception of a couple of teachers. Um, so I didn't have any interactions with like any consistent interactions with white folks until I got to college. Yeah. And that was a real eye opener for me. But I just want to get like some of y'all experiences, um, like just being in the workplace as a black man and, and how you kind of have to navigate through those spaces. You want to go first? I mean, for me, like, you know, joking, I never had a problem with any kind of joke. So right. I like joking. So I don't take anything offensive. But the problem I realize is that, you know, sometimes you will be talking like in a regular tone, mm-hmm. and because you black, they think you like you angry, angry or yelling. Yeah. That be irking me. Right? Yeah, I be like, I be like, oh, can you please not do that? Mm-hmm. Then when they hear the story, it's like he was yelling, and I'm right. like, what? Yeah, like <laughs> I can't this whole thing it. of like, oh, you're just so aggressive. No, this is how I talk. Yeah, like, this yeah. is what I. This is this is who I am, and I'm not going to down myself because you feel that way. It's not. It's not our problem. You know what I mean? And yeah. I see it every day, like if a group of um. Black people in my job is talking. You're like, oh, y'all too loud. But then, like, a group of white people get together just as loud. Yeah. Nobody saying Nobody anything. thinks it seems, nothing of it. It just feels like it, it seems different just because, you know, mm-hmm. it's black. No, that's how I feel. You know? And I think it goes, it kind of goes in, like, a, um, a couple of ways. Because even with the, you know, I'm a black manager. And for a couple of, mm-hmm. yeah, a few years now, I was the only black manager. Right. Um, besides the, one of our back-of-house chefs. And we just now got... Three new black men just on on deck, which is a great thing. In the same of, in the same place in that the you're same working, place, okay. right? Which, but that just happened. Um, but before that, you know, kind of even dealing with black staff, you know, um, for me, my biggest struggle was not going in there and just being so biased towards other races, but mm-hmm. going in there as their manager and making sure that things were in place and things were followed, and then having some of the black staff um people saying, "Hey, you know, because we put we in this together," and I'm just like. Really? You still got a, I still got a job. Right. I, st- to I still do. got a job to do. Like yeah. at the end of the day, if you wrong, I'm writing your ass up for it. Right. If you come late, I'm writing your ass up for it. Like I felt like, and for me, I felt like I was going a lot harder with them because who what we are and who we are and already how they portray us to be. You know what yeah. I mean? So you walking in here late, you walking in here with wrinkled clothes, you walking in here sacking your pants, you walking in here and you look a mess. I'm gonna call you out, and especially because. They already don't want you to have this job. Yeah. You, they already don't want you to be here. They're already calling you all things under the sun. Mm-hmm. And then you have the nerve to come to me and say, I should look out for you because we black? Oh, right. no. 
Hmm. Right. Uh-huh. And, I, and and that's the thing. I And I'm glad you got into it because I wanted to like talk to you. I know like you you're a manager. And, and so mm-hmm. I, I, I'm always like interested to know like the dynamic between like a black authority figure versus like black people dealing with a black authority figure versus mm-hmm. black people dealing with a white authority figure. And I, I do notice and I could take my experience from like coaching. Right. Yeah. I had black coaches in high school. And they were they were hard on us, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. And then when I when I got to to college and and having like white coaches, and they were like not as, as hard, and yeah, it, they weren't as aggressive. It, it was almost like sometimes like maybe them being like a little passive aggressive, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like maybe saying some little things or just kind of like oh like if you mess up a play, they don't kind of tell you why you messed right, up. They just right. take you out. That's you know how I look saying? at it. Sometimes I feel like you know. Black people up front tell you what's going on. Like yeah. sometimes, you know, white people could be a little bit sneaky. You, know? yeah. they will, yeah. like, you might they, not think anything's going wrong, but in the but back of their is, mind, yeah. like they'll go. They're like sitting in there and instead of them like just being up front, they're like writing things down. Yeah. And jotting yeah. things down yeah. and not saying anything and they then see you good morning. Right. And right. then next thing you know, oh I heard what they said. You I'm like, why you didn't just say oh Right. Not not kinda of <laughs> telling you what to what right. to correct. But I yeah. feel like too, like being in a position of power as a as a black man, like at, and not you know, I, I'm sure you probably uh experienced this too, is like it's almost like the, your own people, like they they, they kind mm-hmm. of find problems with you just for yeah. doing your job. Right. right. Versus if if a white person was in your position and they were talking to them like that, it would be yep. like, okay, that's cool, yes sir, of, you know. Yeah, and yeah. normally, like, I mean, I I come in and naturally this off rip. I'm I'm I am aggressive. Mm-hmm. I can't help that. This is just how I am. Brooklyn, so, right, I'm know. from Brooklyn, so like <laughs> I'm a little different. You know yeah. what I mean? And I come in there and I'm on ten, but I'm on ten because at the end of the day, I'm not your friend. Mm-hmm. Don't make any sense. I'm not your friend. No, yeah, I'm your manager. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like when I approach situation with my staff, whether they're black or white. Mostly black, a lot of times, um, they're like, "Hey, but you, we supposed to be, we, we, you know, we in this together." No, we're mm-hmm. not. When I applied, I don't remember you, you being there. Right, like, you right. know what I'm saying? When I was struggling and I was struggling to pay my rent, I didn't see you. My brother was upstate. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, at the end of the day, we're not boys. I'm your manager, and that's what we. That's that's it. Yeah. I don't mind helping yeah, you out. Like right, you know what I mean? If like, I get too friendly, then it's gonna be like, damn. They're gonna start taking advantage, right? Yeah. right but you know what I see? And me, like, I'm always direct, like. <laughs> I'm always I'm probably a little bit too direct. I feel like you stink. I'm telling you. I feel like if you don't if you come in and you're not dressed right, I'm telling you. If right. you late, I'm telling you. If you disrespect a guest, I'm telling you. But I'd rather tell you to your face mm-hmm. than me pile this all up and then two weeks down the line I'm yelling at you for something you did yeah. two weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? I'm letting you know what you did wrong now. We're gonna correct it now and it's not gonna happen again. And if it does happen again, I'm firing you. Yeah. Period. You Straight I mean? up. Like, it's almost like more difficult to like do your job as a black person yeah. in a position of authority or a position of power. So um, I want to like one thing, one theme that I kind of took away is like the words angry and aggressive. You know? mm-hmm. um, do, do you feel do you ever find yourself like consciously like making like ec- taking extra steps to not come off that way in the workplace? Yeah. Even though you feel like you, you may you might have been disrespected in some way, mm-hmm. someone tried to get one over on you, someone tried to play you, but you know, like I, right, I'm a black dude in this space, I can't react the way I want to react. I don't think about it like because I'm a black dude. I think about it because like I just been working on my ten percent. Period. Mm-hmm. Like so, I would yeah. just laugh off a lot of stuff that maybe I should react to, but you can't just you can't react to everything. Right. Like, you like that. Like yeah. A, like, and I, like a I agree. You know, it's true. Like, it and then once you start reacting like that all the time, they not, they kind of know what to expect. Yeah. Like, they know that you're going to come in and you're going to be this angry black man who just here at this job and, and they're going to treat you as such because they're going to know what provokes you. Mm-hmm. They're going to know like how to kind of nick, nick and neck at you. So what I've now done is 
I just approach it now a little bit less calmer. Um, and I'm always kind of now trying to find the the whys behind what I say. So, and I'm thinking about what I say before I say it. Because right. a lot of times it's just like you get but you some get, people. Some yeah, yeah. You gotta some, let them know. Like yeah, yeah I have some, a, don't I, don't. No, nah, I have a saying. Do I have it. a saying. I'm like, yo, sometimes you gotta be that nigga they expect. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Word. Like nah, to put just like, let them know. Huh? Exactly. Because yeah. a lot of them they would they would keep doing it every single yeah. day. They'll do yeah. some nagging shit, and then you let them know one day, and then it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Over. So it's like, but it's like it's like just like constantly um this kind of um not going in there trying to be somebody else or kind of lowering myself. It's also just allowing myself to this um show another side yeah of me because you know you you I'm always been well rounded and real versatile. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like not approaching everything with anger because you really don't solve anything when you're overly this angry because you right. there's no I look back at things of why am I yelling and this there's no real reason I'm just yelling because I could do that. You know what I mean? But yeah. I don't like the fact that we get stick with the angry thing. And I feel like everybody is like, have their problems with temper because mm-hmm. you ever been in real rage with a white person? Son? They want to kill you. Son. Yeah. They yeah. Face all red. <laughs> they I, I have been there. You know, they point at Come on. Son. So why we I get stuck with there. the, like, we the only angry people on the world? Wow, right. Because we probably stronger than, <laughs> you know, we probably look yeah. a little It's like It's like those situations oh. where, like, someone will... Someone will antagonize you, and then when you and then they turn to when you react, they be like, "Oh, oh, my, oh god. my god, dude, right. just relax!" Like it's like, "Yo, come on, man!" You yeah. I see that. I, yo, that drive me nuts when I see that. You know? Yeah, like you attack the guy, he turn around, he says, "Oh my, you folding, you on the floor, you you need help, you need police, yeah. everything." But you was the aggressor in the first place, so it's like I don't know. It's like we got like this negative look. Like anything we do is just look bad mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I, I want to uh, switch switch gears a little bit, man. Um, now this is something that I've been battling with like a, a lot recently, right. and um, it's just like I feel like extra pressure, you know, because not just because I'm a man, but because I'm a, I'm a black man, mm-hmm. I feel extra pressure on myself to be like successful, to 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 become like something, to you know mm-hmm. wh- whatever job you're doing to kind of work up the ladder and yeah. and be in a position of power and be able to. In a position to provide, I want to know, like, do do you, the uh, Nick and, and Courtney, like, do you guys put that like extra like pressure on yourself, like when it comes to your career or when it comes to things that you want to do, because you feel like you know maybe like your worth is almost tied to like what you can like bring to the table from a financial standpoint or from a career mm-hmm. standpoint. I think that's what like every man gotta yeah. do that. Like that's just like the driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're not doing that, then you don't have any uh, ambition. So it's like. Yeah. You're just lazy. You know, everybody gotta have that drive and that will yeah. to just make it to the top. Yeah. I agree. And that's what I don't, people going. I agree. I don't think I've I have extra added pressure. Mm-hmm. Like I set that I set that for myself to keep myself to hold myself accountable. You right. know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't want to because like like you were and I think I said this you said this on the podcast last week. Like you we have to work three times harder to kind of get, you know, up this ladder versus a you know, a white guy right. who was already up there. They start up there. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't have that opportunity to just start up there. Even if we um, we have a, a lot more education, we know a lot more, we're a lot more experienced, we always are here just because of what they already assume of us. And we were saying this last week, the guy in the play was saying, like, you know, they already assume that we are something that we're not already. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now we have to go in there with this this mindset of kind of like defending ourselves or this kind of being, you know what I mean? So, like, um, for me, I definitely, I push I put everything that I do, even with doing Courtney's Corner, I push and I mm-hmm. push and I push because yeah. when I get to where I'm at, I don't want nobody to say I didn't work for this shit. Yeah. I work the same way. I bust my ass 10, 12 hours so no one can say 
he didn't give us equal well, you time. You can't worry about what people say because even though you bust your ass, when whenever you get there, you be like, oh, that shit happened overnight. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, so yeah. you can't yeah. worry about what people say because. That you can't explain to everybody what you did, and some people gonna make up their own mind, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be, you know, that's just what it's gonna be. You just mm-hmm. gotta hustle. Once you know you did it, that's right. it. Because no matter what, you could grind every night from the bottom to the top. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. be like, oh, he just got there, like. Yeah, no, that's you know that's I mean? a fact. That 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 is. I had an argument with this guy at yeah. work, and he's telling. I was like, yo. He's like, oh, all those people are fortunate. I'm like, not all of the people with money like that was fortunate. Even if they got money, you hear stories of people who um got inheritance and blew all the money. Then there's others who take that money and turn it into more and yeah. keep it going. So it's mm-hmm. like, don't think just because you seeing them where they at now don't mean they didn't have no journey to get there. So yeah. everybody have a journey to get there. I mean, it's no who can you really say is just a hundred percent just gifted with everything they had to do anything we yeah. all, you know right. it's not a lot of people you could say just 100 laid down just collecting you know what right. I mean? you got to go get it somehow to, to play devil's advocate a little bit there are some people that like you know they may be given a certain platform you know or they, they may be given like a like nepotism is, is real like yeah, you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah. we all we all have probably fallen victim to nepotism whether it was a job we was going for whether you know whatever the case is um, and it it tends to kind of happen where so like the more, I guess to for lack of a better term, the more like fortunate people who are in those positions mm-hmm. can kind of reach back and grab their right nephew, their undeserving right. nephew or their undeserving son, and put them in a position of power to where you might have went to school for it mm-hmm. and you you did an internship for it and you did certain things for free for it, like you know what I'm saying. So that that just to play like a little bit of devil's devil's advocate but, like, like all right, for two things right right one is nepotism really that bad because if you building something right right and you get to a certain level you don't want to pick up your people also right right but i mean at so, the end of the day why would you want to pick up something that pick up from somebody just because they're related to you and they have no experience no but i understand both sides i understand mm-hmm. right. but on on like just think for yourself mm-hmm. you build some and you get to a level where you can help like your family and friends you mm-hmm. would try to help them as much as possible, right? Right, but now, that's yeah, of like, course, yeah. but yeah, but that, but it, that can work two ways, right? So now you get to a place in your life where you're like 110 percent successful. You're, you built this empire, right? Yeah. Now I get the whole point of hey, I want to share this with you know my heir or whatever the case yeah. may be. But do you put them in a position where they're they're going to fail, or do you put them in a position where you go, hey, I'm going to start you here because you need to grow. Yeah. Because you know, a lot of yeah. times, especially with these businesses now, they're bringing on their 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 sons and their daughters in positions that they're not built for. Mm-hmm. And then when things come crashing down, we don't know who to blame. You know what I'm saying? Right. Everybody else yeah. support, but the person who you put in that position to fail. Yeah. I can understand both sides of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what I mean, you would try to help your people. That's but yeah, definitely to you first. Definitely, that's why right. the problem is not really trying to get white people to take us in more. It's trying to get our own stuff. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what the problem is because. It's, it's, it's like they're gonna go after who look like them first no matter what it's just natural so yeah. once yeah. they own everything we gotta go to them and try to weave through and make it through them picking up mm-hmm. white people over us and instead of building our own stuff and mm-hmm. then we bring it in our people also you know what I mean then yeah. make them have to come and fight through that's know? a whole conversation in itself yeah like, exactly you know what what I mean? Mean? <laughs> like black people empowerment and oh like, yeah we, we know, could like, do two hours on like, that that's like a you whole know? another topic to. because that gotta be the yeah. main we discussed focus, huh? literally I feel like this is like like um this is like deja vu we discussed this literally in the podcast last Sunday yeah. about like I'm having black where, where you businesses. think I got it from yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> having black owned businesses and black owned this and kind of taking, yeah. you know, nah, taking but people business. only think about like when they think about business, they only think about all oh, a restaurant or mm-hmm. a clothes store. They're but not thinking about like hosp- think- we got to own hospitals, mm-hmm. we got to own school, we don't own none of that stuff, really. The staple of like a <laughs> yeah. economy, a, a community. We don't own none of that stuff. We got to keep going to other people for it. And it's like, how you gonna? You can't get mad at them for picking and choosing. I mean, we could try to force them with the law, or whatever. But at the end of the day, why would you want to be there if you know in their heart they might not want you there? Yeah, exactly. So it's gonna be difficult for you there anyway, even yeah. if they give it to yeah. you because they have to because because of, of the law. Like I have to hire you. You're not gonna have a good time there. Right. No matter what, that's why you yeah, got exactly. to build your own stuff. I, I, I want to uh, switch gears to like a different topic. Uh, once again, I do appreciate you brothers for coming on here today and sharing yes, with sir. with uh, myself and, and and all the listeners out there. Um, real quick, I want to shout out my co-host Addy. She's tuning in. Yo, Addy, Addy what, what up? up? What up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, you're not even here, Addy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. You, you dodging Courtney, Addy. Come on now. Uh, but now I want to switch to the topic of mental health. Mm. That's been a very like popular topic as of and late. Today's World Mental Health Day. Is it? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I might have known that. Not just mm-hmm. saying you know that. Son. That's why you do it. <laughs> Y'all know how to wing it, son. Like, yeah, that's why I bought it. <laughs> no, hey, I didn't. I, you know, there's different. According to social media, there's a holiday every day. I can't keep every up. day. Right? Um, but now I want to. I want to get on the topic of mental health. And and one of the things that you know, one of my favorite sayings is uh, the black man's favorite words is "I'm good, I'm mm-hmm. okay." You know what I'm saying? So um, I know like. For for myself personally, like when when I'm not like when I'm feeling like down or when when I'm feeling like a little sad or depressed or whatever, I tend to not want to express that to anybody. I tend mm-hmm. to kind of hold on to that, and it's like yo, know, people can notice when you're not good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially people that's around you a lot, like your family mm-hmm. or maybe a girlfriend or, or a wife, whatever the case is. Like they can yeah. notice when you're not okay. But I feel like I've I don't have much practice in actually sitting there and talking about like, yo, this is on my mind. Mm-hmm. This is what's killing me. This is what's bothering me. This is what's making me sad. This is what's making me depressed. Like, do you guys like are, are when it when it comes uh, for you to like, do you have any issues kind of expressing that to maybe like a close friend or even a girlfriend? Like, how do you guys deal with kind of like your, your mental health? Um, When I was growing up, mm-hmm. I had that. And it wasn't because of my family. You know what I mean? Like mine was just more like um, finding myself. So when I when I was growing up, you know, I, I was hanging out with these people who were supposedly tough. You know what I mean? And then, you know, when you would, I would want to be emotional. I want to kind of have these conversations and be like, oh, no, you're a punk. You know what I mean? You're a punk. You, men don't do that. Men don't do this. Men don't do that. Right. So your mind as a, as a child growing up, now it's altered into how you should be how you should, what you should do and what you should think and, you know, how you should feel. And then you kind of take that toxic masculinity and you change it into something that's even more toxic. You know what I mean? So, like, it wasn't until um after I got my kidney transplant where it was more like, you know what? I'm not that guy. You know what I mean? I need yeah. people. I need somebody I can talk to. I I, I have people in my life who who want to be there. You know what I mean? Um, And I had to change my perspective on it. And, um find comfort in it being okay to um be vulnerable yeah it's, it's okay to cry it's okay to not be okay mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i had that took a long time it didn't just happen it took a very long time because i think all that also has to do with trust mm-hmm. and i didn't trust anybody i didn't trust anybody because you know you get that feeling of i'm not gonna gi- i'm not gonna give you the opportunity to come and get me yeah. you know what i mean so yeah yeah i mean this is you know, this is a topic I don't really understand. I never really been like depressed or stressed out like 
Or do you not want to tell us? Nah, nah. It's, it's all right, like, Nick. You, you know good. What I mean? I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I never really hurt. Yeah. I never really, you know, because I look at people when they say they're depressed. I, I be looking at it like, what they talking about? Like, mm-hmm. so I might, I don't know if I, I, I experienced it and didn't know, but I don't feel like I ever did. So I can't really understand it. But it's know? not like, not necessarily like depressed, but like, Maybe you you experienced some sort of like loss, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like maybe you, you know one of your best friends got, you know, we we all I I, I we all kind of grew up in mm-hmm. Brooklyn, man, and yeah. not the nicest parts. Like uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Like you, maybe you have a friend that 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 got killed, or maybe you know you know yeah, my, somebody my that grandmother passed away the other day, so that was you know rough. Right. Yeah. So so that's that, and I, like I'm I'm sorry to hear that. Like my condolences yeah. to to you and your family, and, and like even stuff like that, man. I feel like. You know, we tend to to hold in, hold on to it and bottle mm-hmm. up and just we kind of tell ourselves, oh, "I'll be all right," and we just yeah. like don't talk about well, it. I gotta don't be strong. Yeah, you know? exactly. And it's like we don't ever have that like moment of of weakness. And, and like Courtney said, it is okay. Like we mm-hmm. we have unfortunately been told, "Don't trust nobody. Yeah. Don't show weakness. Don't be vulnerable." And so mm-hmm. you hold on to these things. You don't want to talk to nobody because you feel like, man, if I if I open up to this person. They might come back at me later right. down the road and be like, oh, you was crying about X, Y, Z. So I need but to. But that happens a lot, though. That's the problem. So you got to know who to tell right. your stuff to. But usually if you tell your um, certain secrets to somebody, that's somebody you trusted. Yeah. Right. And those are the people that cut out you. But my thing usually. is, how do, what, how do you get to a place where you're like, you know what? Um, I'm going to let this out because at the end of the day, this release it's not for you It's for me Yeah You understand know what I'm saying See, my, my thing is I'd rather just Keep it out in the open Whatever Like mm-hmm. whatever's going on I just say it Like but there's To some... anybody Cause I'm not mm-hmm. gonna tell you So you could be Either bad, bad right. Talking to me behind my back yeah. Or We get into an argument You try to throw it in my yeah. face You, li- you live You live your truth So no yeah. one else can use it against exactly. you Right and, that's, and, and I commend you If you can do that Because that's hard Especially for men Like yeah. that's hard To kind of live in your truth Because you're and this, and we always say, oh, when we people, we don't care about what people think, but in reality, we do. Yeah, let's be really clear here. In reality, we are we are prone to be that way. Like, just say with this show, or say with my show. You know what I'm saying? When I first started doing Courtney's Corner, and people, I felt like people weren't tuning in. I almost lost my damn mind. Like, mm-hmm. I got really upset and really depressed because I'm like, damn, what am I not doing right? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Until I learned to live in my truth and be okay with whoever watching is watching and and yeah. allow it to, to take its way. And even growing up. I was always a sick kid. Mm-hmm. Always a sick kid. You know what I'm saying? So when I lost my, when I, my kidney shut down, that was the most depressed I've ever been in my entire life. But I, in my mind, I thought it was okay to just be good. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm good. I'll be okay. So when people were asking me, are you all right? I'm good. I got this. Until one day I broke down and didn't know what the hell was wrong with me. Yeah. Didn't know what, I, I never felt this before. So I can't describe to you what I'm feeling. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, I had to come to a point in my life where, you know, I was going through a lot and I wasn't releasing it. So I was number one, taking it out on the wrong people. You know what I'm saying? I was also passing down that negativity towards other people, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, who didn't deserve it. And um there was no like kind of there was no kind of good good happening. And, and when we talk about like toxic masculinity, I was that guy. Yeah. You know, what I, mean? I was that guy who was spreading that, spreading all this this false news about um it being okay to be rough and be tough and be aggressive because we're men. When in reality, it's okay to sometimes just take it down a notch and yeah. be vulnerable. Take it down a notch. And like you said, and you said, right, it's about balance. And I needed to find that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So when I when I was able to um pinpoint my problems that I was depressed, 
and that's okay. That I was a little a little out of my mind, and that was okay. And that I was sad, and I was hurt, and that was okay. And having to not only just um, feel that, but talk to somebody about that and get that help. Because yeah. I feel like one of the main issues is with men, we don't want help. We don't go to the doctor. We yes. don't do these things. We don't. We feel like we're okay, and we're gonna we're gonna go through Yo, life this way. Facts. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's that's straight facts right there. Yeah, but, I was just having that conversation <laughs> with a friend the other day too. But I think that's like natural though. I don't know if it's like. It's the environment too who you're around also. Mm-hmm. But it's not it comes natural. Like you yeah. you feel a little sick. You're not gonna run to the doctor like how a woman might feel something yeah. and be like, oh, let me go check this out. Yeah, let me up. make an appointment. Like you know, you know something? Yeah. I was listening the other day on the news. To my show. And, oh no. Well, I would watch a show. On, but no. Beyonce's father <laughs> has breast cancer. Yes, yeah. I saw we 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 talked about that last I week. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I saw it ignorant. I was like, I didn't know a man could get Me breast either. Cancer. Like and I was I, just yeah. like, what the hell? I when did that become no I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, so like, so being, like we got another thing to worry about. <laughs> God damn. So like being informed and being conscious, like you were yeah. saying, and not being ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I had to learn that going to the doctor will save your life. Yeah. It's okay guys It's okay fellas To band together And take care of your health The gym Isn't always gonna be The place to save you You need to go get checked out Yeah Cause you're working out Things that maybe There's something Maybe medically wrong And because you're saying I'm gonna go to the gym I'll be okay I'm gonna get a little muscles And you drop dead We see about all these yeah, stories Yeah, yeah. yeah. we be like How, how? how? He, he was fit as hell How right? You yeah, know what I mean Yeah, yeah. So too many stories Of people Oh he died suddenly Like mm, it's like right. Nah, no, he wouldn't take care just, of Yeah, himself. it can't right. be sudden. Like something, un- unless you are like murdered, you know, mm-hmm, God mm-hmm. forbid. But like, it's not sudden. Like something right. was off, but you never right. got it checked out. And then right. when it, the when it reaches the, the the pinnacle of it, it's, it seems sudden to everyone else because mm-hmm. you didn't want to go to the doctor. Um, so I, I wanted to ask, like, while we're on the topic of mental health, man, like like I mentioned before, man, like we we didn't grow up in in the nicest areas, no you know. Um, do do you guys feel like you suffer from like some sort of form of like PTSD from maybe some of the things that you've seen, maybe some of the things you've experienced, uh, just like from from growing up. Cause I know like for sure, like I, I grew up um on a in a, a storefront apartment building on, on Church Ave, right? And mm-hmm. I remember like I remember this story like vividly and I remember just thinking back to it, not ever feeling safe when I was over there. Right. Like I was always like looking around, looking over my shoulder, being on my P's and Q's. And I just thought that that's just how you have to live mm-hmm. until you meet people. You go out, you meet people that didn't grow up in those areas. And they're just like, what? You have to worry about that. Yeah. But, you know, I remember like hearing shots going off, like in the next door apartment, mm-hmm. and, you know, seeing a bunch of cops across the street yeah. because something went down in, in the apartment over there. And, and they're over there bringing out body bags and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I remember like seeing that kind of stuff and you just kind of, internalize it as oh it's just another day over here it's just another thing that you got to deal with but as you grow and as you talk to different people that grew up in different environments you realize that you do have some form of ptsd like Mm -hmm. there's times certain situations i'm paranoid as hell because like all my spidey senses go off and it's like yo nothing's happening bro like just relax like Mm -hmm. have fun you know but because of certain things that i've experienced and seen it it makes you like just always on edge and you can't Mm -hmm. really just relax and and, and be yourself yeah, Right emo- Do you guys feel like You like suffer from that A little bit Most likely yeah We, we wouldn't know Like we not expert I'm not an expert on that But Yeah Most likely yeah I mean when I was five I seen my first like You know I was born in Trinidad So Yeah I seen like The war between My block and the other block With machetes And mm-hmm. bottles And I was five years old I was, I was I was just watching that They going at each other Chopping Throwing bottles Right So after that Anything I really seen Was like 
nothing really. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I'm not really thinking but about it too hard. It's crazy. Like you, five years old. Like you, like he's so young and he's yeah. desensitized to like, to like you got is, desensitized yeah. to to seeing yeah, my death. Husband, my husband trained as like one of the worst. So I seen a lot of stuff before I came here. Yeah. Then, so you like know, the I came stuff to Brooklyn here. Right. So some of the stuff you seen here was like nothing because of what you seen over there. No, it's different. Like yeah. What is this? <laughs> like, yeah. Right. right. <laughs> right. So we had guns pulled out on us. We had. All type of shoot, been in the middle of shootout. It's a yeah. lot of stuff that mm-hmm. happened, like just growing up. Even though we wasn't in no gang banging or anything right. like that, you, still- you just yeah, you just like stand like because I'm not like I was not affiliated with no gangs. Like mm-hmm. never had any interest in it. Never had, I didn't hang out with people that was was doing that kind of stuff to try to get me to do it. Yeah. But it's just like just being in that environment. You're gonna see some. Stuff. You're gonna see some stuff. Yeah. You know you're what I'm saying? Stop, like you're not gonna really pay attention. It's just gonna be like another day at the office. Right, exactly. Eventually, you can't be. If you so, was worried about, it, you might go crazy if you think about everything. Exactly. Single bad and thing that's that so happened. weird, you know. Um, mine is so on the other side, and I think it's because of how, how my grandmother raised us. Mm-hmm. The only PTSD that I ever have right now is a belt on extension cord because <laughs> my grandmother whipped my ass yeah. growing up. But um, to be honest, like the project that I lived in, I think it was like new project. Living in houses was really new. Mm-hmm. So like when I talk about the level of community. Like there was no, we weren't, people weren't shooting and, you know, still killing each other. Like we, like, you know that you hear them stories about how people were were raising up, you know, your grandperson, your grandmother was outside, smells out the window. Like that's how it was. Right. We did wrong. The neighbor upstairs was telling my grandmother that we did wrong. So we Mm -hmm. were definitely a community. It wasn't until um, I got it on my own. I was like, oh, this shit is real. Like, you know, I was blinded because <laughs> right. I was kept safe the whole time, even in the community. Like, I was raised there. So, like, I'm family. They're not going to show me people getting killed or people getting stabbed, even if they were doing that, yeah. because I I was born and raised. But it wasn't, I'm telling you, it wasn't until, I'm like, oh, fuck this place. I'm moving out. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, they do kill people around here. I got to yeah, go. Right. Like, you know I mean? <laughs> right. They do shoot people. I got to get the fuck up out of here. Like, but, and About what he was saying, right? About, because I had an argument with my cousins that he said he, um, Used to get beatings and stuff, right? I told my cousin and them, I don't beat my son because they had a video with this guy just whipping yeah. shit out of his son. And I'm like, I don't never beat my son, right? And I'm like, I think our parents was kind of, kind of on the like kind of evil for that son. The way mm-hmm. how they used to like, because you know, I used to get some with a broomstick. Hey, with you my, wasn't the be- the most well behaved kid. <laughs> I, 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 was, <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah. No, like I'm just on the. I think. I'm saying though, like, no, nah, I see what you mean. I'm though, yeah. my, my cousin's telling me like, yo. He be his kids. He feel like they they need it sometimes, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't feel like they need it because I got my like like you said, I wasn't behaving myself like that. Even if I was getting licks all the time, son, I yeah. still was bad. My cousin, he went, you know, current. He went to jail. Yeah, yeah. He used to get licks. It's like it don't matter, son. I don't think you got to be. I think they was taking out the anger a little bit nah, on the like, kids because I mean, some something. people really was beating it. It's yeah. a mind, for me. It's a mind thing. Like it's knowing. Like for me, when I got my ass whipped. I knew not to go back to do doing what I was doing before. You know what I mean? Even in school, like my first when I, I transitioned from a Catholic school, which is closed and community and like a, this like tight knit, to this big ass high school. Um, in, 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 in right, I, had, no, I had a similar right. experience. Too, yeah. like, <laughs> my first semester, I got five fifty fives. Five. In one marking Those period? In one around. marking period. Going around, right. Like, the I fuck was you doing, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm Yo, a freshman. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm a keep, freshman. I'm trying to find myself. Man. And because yeah. I was bigger or whatever, like, I was into all, like, all these 
people who were juniors and seniors and chilling with them yeah. and hanging with them. Like, what's the class? Like, I'm having mad fun. Right. And it wasn't until I got my first report card. Now, I got to bring this shit home, my grandmother, and show her that I ain't doing shit in school. Before I could even get in the door, it was on. But hey, I knew. You was looking that, at that shit. I was going to run away, man. This like, I knew that <laughs> all the beatings, everything kind of made me better because I knew right. what not to do. Going into the street. And one thing my grandmother never did was just beat me and, and let it go. Like, we, she beat me and then she want to sit down and talk about it. And in the beginning, I'm like, like you want to talk about you whip my ass. Now you want to have a conversation? We couldn't do this. The Grandma, way. get out my face. I'm like, like, knock get you out. out. My face, but the, the why behind these things yeah. kind of helped me as an adult. Like, so, I mean, I commend you for not being your kids, but I think for me, if I was, if I had a child, shit. If I don't you, know. Yo. I feel like I would. First of all, so you, I ne- like, you never, you never beat nah, your son. I don't beat him. I don't beat him. I mm-hmm. might like tap him a little him. bit. Like yeah. I never beat him because I feel like how could I, hit, how could I hit him? Son? Right. Like, I'm looking at him like if I hit him, it's gonna be too hard. How old is he? He's eight. You know, and I'm, I'm seeing like oh, you could throw the hands. With him. I he thought he was like a baby. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, sure. You could throw the hands with him. He's eight. Yes, yeah. I can't do it. I feel like I'm gonna hit him too hard. Right. No, nah, and, and, and and what they say like about like you know, uh, there's certain parents who sometimes they, sometimes like you be seeing kids wild out, right? Mm-hmm. We we've all been there. We're on the bus or we in a public place, right. and we see we they see a kid going crazy, and you are like, yo, this kid needs oh, to be beat. They ain't doing nothing. They ain't doing nothing yet. Right, and you like, yo, this kid needs to be beat. But I think sometimes some of the beatings, I, I feel like, because uh, I'm a little bit on both sides when it comes to like spanking your child. Like sometimes mm-hmm. they'll do some things like. I, I feel like I would resort to spanking if I I'll talk to you like two three times if you right. still not getting it through your head like now we gotta have right I need to put hands on you now mm-hmm. because like but you, something might be wrong with the kid if, but if see, you're telling them is, two three times to do something and they still doing it right it might be on, on some another level thing it might not just be like but oh, then my thing is then what is well well you you're the only right, parent here right, so like you have like a different level of like patience I'm just looking at you like how I would see like I don't have no patience none you have to you gotta say for your son like I feel like you I think once you became a dad like you your whole patience level is different like i feel like it's not you, about the patient it's, it's just like i feel like if i hit him i'm gonna hurt him and i don't want to hurt my son so i don't understand i can understand that yeah yeah wait one hurt like my father picked up a, a garden hose to hit me before like he swung Damn. it at my neck i ducked you know i mean oh. it's my fault mm-hmm. i was difficult son <laughs> he picked up a hammer <laughs> for me and all that before son my father no. i'm like why would i want to hurt my son i would definitely propose on my child now maybe <laughs> like, I'm already like I already planned it out Like I'm only gonna Talk to you once That's yeah. it And then after that It's a wrap Like it's now, a wrap I punch him on some Boxing stuff Like it's different He's right. not gonna cry for that But if I'm like mad And I swing at yeah. him Yeah And I think a lot of times Sometimes when you mad Like they Like the guy beating his son Beating him Beating him Like he's so mad That he's even hitting him In his head with the whip Like Yeah, yeah. Cause you're not You mad So you just taking out Your anger on your I, I think part of that too Is just like uh, just, just to like you deal. You're dealing with like we're we're adults. Like you're dealing with a lot. Like right. you might you get you got bills. You got all type of stuff. You got all type of frustrations. All type of stuff weighing down on you. Look at this little badass baby. Right, now. and now then you come home and you got problems hitting you in the face. Like mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying your house is a mess when you walk in. And sometimes I feel like it's it takes a certain level of growth to like kind of get to a point where you realize like okay my parents were not perfect mm-hmm. um and like you think back to some of the beatings that you got and you're like man that, that might have went a little too far like, right, see what, what i saying? did wasn't right, that that's serious. what i'm saying yeah. you might be taking out your anger on your yeah kid. exactly you're taking out frustrations so not, on them yep that's the problem yeah mm-hmm. no problem, you're right. i agree with that but yeah, that part of it i kind of i'm like i'm on i'm on your side with but there's sometimes 
These little kids is bad, especially now. Nah, they and bad. this generation now, they're oh, bad, man. they're disrespectful, they want to talk about you, talk about your mama. Like, uh-uh, enough is enough. Like, nah, you well, know. I, you know like, what? Everybody maybe, can get roasted. I ain't, mm-hmm. I ain't maybe holding I'm back. saying it because my son never been no no rule to me like That's that. That's surprising. Yeah, it's, he's yes, son. That's, <laughs> I mean, he take after his mom, don't he? <laughs> I guess. I guess also like a level of respect that he yeah. already has yeah. for you. Like, yeah. once knows, I talk to him, if I had to say it twice, I don't have to say it three times. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, stop. Stop. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean. So I, I guess I got it good right now. Maybe if I get a kid, that's bad. I might, I might not have. Yeah, because that's up. This one time, get over here. <laughs> drag you. You know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna take a, a quick break. We're gonna stay on the topic of like uh, family life and stuff like that. I want to get into like uh, you know uh, what positive role, uh, male role models we we might have had coming up and and mm-hmm. what type of like man or father that you you try to be or you want to be. Um, but you're listening to Ben Talks right here live on Radio Free Brooklyn. Stay locked in. It's the best in the world. Ben Lewis, my guy Courtney, host Girl. of Courtney's Corner, is also in the building. My man Nick came through. Uh, we all here talking about, but man, but we just some black man venting, man. I hope y'all enjoying the show so far. We'll be right back. Do not go anywhere. Alicia's Jan, Sha Lizzie, up next. Stay locked in. It's Radio Free Brooklyn. Let's go. Yeah, let's try this. Yeah. It's like, uh... This the things I be thinking with my world to be sinking. I would give you my dreams. You'd see it without even blinking. Hey, don't you leave them now. Leaving a king go by himself with just a worthless crown. That's sure to break him down. And could it be you and me? We were bound to fall in love. Don't ever let him hear you say you had enough. You try to leave, but everything you see reminds of us. And I can feel the tension rising. I ain't got a touch. Self-explanatory. This love in jeopardy. Let's play along, Alex. I'm down to pick any category. Martin and Gina with the cameras on. But when director yelling cut, all you see is both our weapons drawn. Hey, why you gotta be aggressive for? All for the sake of some draws. I forgot to pick up off the floor. That shit is tied up. Oh, you gotta fend some more. Wish you caught me on a better day, but now I'll just ignore. Yeah, charge it to the game, I paid a fee. You throwing subs on the gram, was that meant for me? Your friends is talking, steady watching how it's gonna be. The kettle hot, hit a noise, well, let me spill the tea. Now hold up, see what we got is a misguided goddess taking shots all at a hundred eye. Stand at you modest, crack my soul, you'll see I'm honest. I'm that scene in perfection with the suitcase, I'll be timeless. I stand at her closely, look into her eyes. Will we live to see the sequel? Are we bound to be demise? For the more to my surprise, swimming deep in seeds of lies, cutting deep up in my skin, sharper than a fleet of knives. Baby, so tell me, are you go? Pushing all my chips, are you in or will you fold? All we got is time, pressing on rewind. Till the day I met you, it was easy just to smile. Hey. Glizzy, what you cooking up? Oh, man. Y'all thought shit was about to be sweet. You shitting me or you can't us? Fucking stupid. We ain't saying stupid no more. Stupid. 
Fuck it. Yo, Billy, talk to them real quick. Shut uh, neck. Big, big Billy, bitch, you heard of the name. Say he uh, love me, but he just wants some fame. Pussy yeah. crazy, drop a nigga insane. Want a brother, bitch, don't think it's a game. Uh, can't hit the woe on the hoe. Ho. Get the cash, get the dough, then we go. We Junkie go. bitch, snort it all up her nose. The freak oh. bitch, put it all in her throat. I had this one nigga, I bagged on the gram. I gave him a chance, he was biting the pussy. Gave me some brain, he enlightened the pussy. Then he beat it up, let him Tyson the pussy. I, I, I ain't no killer, but please do not push me. I got all my shooters in Harlem and Brooklyn. Come with your bitch and that bitch getting tough. And you come with your chain and you know. They gon' book it. I get the money, then I gotta go. I check Ooh. on the trap, then rock out the show. I stay with some cheese like I'm Domino. Domino. You ain't getting no bread, nigga. Adios. Adios. Bitches is sneaky, they stay tryna pay me. So I come and put on a show like I'm CC. Cheese my Chanel on my footprints, they CC. They copy my style when I send it, they CC. Riding down a block, pistol in my side. If I pop another perk, somebody's sister getting shot. Can't pull up to my spot. These little niggas be ops. I don't want your heart, nigga. Give me top, top. But fuck it, I'm copping. You, you, you know that I smack as my niggas they smoke a gelato, they kill me with grabber. And your bitch wanna leave for the dick, take a lift to the crib, and I bust a piata. And the way that I'm spitting, I'm giving that heat, and I'm blowing that fire, I'm dazzling. And they getting addicted to baby, I already fucked them, so fuck it, I'm dodging. Shit, me. Fergie. You got me in Harlem. Brooklyn. It's Mickey. Let's get it. I done did a lot of shit that I ain't proud of, I admit, but I ain't never take no L without leaving with a win. Even if I lose my footing, I don't know how else to put it. Cause that Omar Gooden looking for and that's to put my foot in, baby boy. This is grown man business, and I ain't got the time to be holding hands with you. My life on the line, there's some grown man issues. Straight up out the mud, if I ain't leave the sand with you. Well, I, I got a tight schedule, I got a flight schedule. My girl like other girls that like to give head to my youngest might line you if i say i don't like you my attitude is just as bad as it was in high school my features have a stack and that's without the push the bitches complimentary they come with every hook plus we got guns drugs distribution pistols moving real estate run with me or get run over that's just how i feel today i'm gone i'm gone i said i'm gone I'm gone, I'm back, I don't know how to act I'm this, I'm that, I'm all of it in fact Don't mix the facts, this more than rap You gonna have to respect 
respect my shit. I said you gon' have to respect my shit. I done did a lot of shit that I ain't proud of, I admit. I done helped a lot of people that ain't helped me in the end. I don't know how else to put it, maybe that's just how I took it. But the constant overlooking starts to add up when you booking. Hundred thousand dollar venues and you selling out arenas. Prophesizing, man, I seen the dreams happen, I believe it. I'm not here to be a guru or to teach you how to come up. All I wanted was a way to do them Tony Robbins numbers. Doing summer after summer, man, this flow is getting annoying. So I better switch it up and get Another flow going away. I already started. I hate when I gotta do this. Better call up every minute. The coroner probably better. It's ordinary and better. You ordinary and better. Not ever do you gonna levitate to my level. Straight from the belly of the beast with a feast of the seas. Rappers, rest in peace. Go to sleep. Get a quick nap in. Do a land, do a sheet with some woke back shit. FaceTime, FaceTime, make a bitch backflip. FaceTime, FaceTime. Wanna be an actress? Well, do something nasty. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm gone. I'm back. back. I don't know how to act. I'm honest. I'm that. I'm all of it in fact. Don't mix the facts. This more than rap. You gonna have to respect my shit. I said you gonna have to respect my shit. Whoa. Turn it up. Turn it up. Oh. What shit? Oh. Hey, we back live radio free Brooklyn. You already know what it is, man. It's the best in the world, Ben Lewis. Black man vent. That's the that's the discussion that we having today, man. It's not the typical show. We we talk about what's going on in, in the culture. That's gonna be back next week. Shout out to Addy who's out this week. Uh, shout out to our guy Kevin who's who's not here this week. Also, um, yeah, man. Uh, you want to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn when you're not in front of your uh, laptop or computer? I don't know who has desktop computers anymore, <laughs> but um, if if you were listening to Radio Free Brooklyn on that, then you could just go and download our absolutely free mobile app. And you can listen to all the great programming that Radio Free Brooklyn has 24-7 anywhere you are now available on Android and iPhones. Uh-oh. For everybody. Uh-oh. You know what Stepping I'm saying? up. Hey. What's an Android? I'm, I'm, I'm still well, trying to figure that conversation. Because <laughs> mine is working Now black men got to vent about this. Nah. What's the point of having nah, an we're Android? Not gonna <laughs> we're not going to disrespect, we're not gonna disrespect this galaxy right here. When iPhones are so good. Wow. Yeah. But they're not better than us. We, they, they Why would you have a toy phone? Nah, bro. <laughs> That's a toy real phone. Man phone. That is a creation of what we already have, dude. All right, <laughs> but uh, right before the break, we was talking about you know um, family life and everything like that. Um, and, and we we do want to take callers, man. If you're if you're um, uh, somebody listening, you want to encourage the brothers out there, or you got something you, you know you want to get off your chest, you could give us a call seven one eight nine two eight nine seven three two. That's the number to call seven one eight nine two eight nine seven three two. But yeah, we was on the, we was on the topic of family life, and um, I know uh, I'm not I'm not a, a father. Uh, Courtney, you don't have any kids yet, um, but Nick, you do have you do have kids. Um, so I'm a I'm a ask I'm you a kid. A kid. Right. That's it. Yeah. I like how he, he, made, he specified <laughs> one. So you don't know, add all them kids. I'm putting it in the universe. You're gonna have another one. You're gonna have another I one next to have year. Ten before I had one. <laughs> You gonna have another one next year. I'm putting that out there. So, uh, <laughs> all right, but um, I want to talk about like the the relationships with with uh the, the, the our fathers. You know, um, I know if it's I, I have a Haitian dad. I don't know how I, I assume like most West Indian fathers are the same way. Like if they're in your life, they're like more so like the provider type and they're not the take you to a ball game and have mm. conversation with you, sit you down and ask you how you doing type. Yeah. Um, at least that's not the relationship that I had with my dad. 
Uh, not saying that he wouldn't be open to it uh, to, to sit him down But yo this is what's on my mind It would just at this point feel a little awkward Just because yeah. like most of my childhood It was seeing him in the morning As he's going to work mm-hmm. And probably either Not seeing him until the next morning Or seeing him as I'm going to bed Right And um, you know so a lot of times Like even if you A lot of uh, young brothers Even if they have Their dad in their life Their father's playing That hard working Like I'm at work role I'm just a provider Type of role And so you start to seek That kind of relationship That you ideally want From your father mm-hmm. From like other avenues And that's how you get in, That's how you could Get into trouble And, and right. you know Some people Fortunately enough for them They get to, They find sports Maybe they'll have Like an older brother Who kind of fills that void But I just want to like um, Talk to y'all Like you know What was Y'all relationship With your father's like What Was it good or bad And, and how Did that like Have an impact On the kind of man you, you grew to become Well I have a problem With authority So have Me and my father Always had like Conflict back and forth But yeah know, I, I love my father. Me and him, mad cool. So yeah. At the end of the day, but you know, sometimes I just don't like people telling me what to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> my so, father's a bossy, bossy type. Yeah. Was so he the type? To, but was he the type to like you know have a conversation? Yo, how how was your day, Nick? You know, how was your day? Not you know really. It's like, like the same thing. Like you said, he go in the morning, he hustle. Yeah. Come back home at night. Whatever. Like you're not gonna want for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Really. Like yeah, yeah they, he they gonna, gonna do sure what they gotta it. do. Yeah. yeah. But you know, he tell a few jokes here, but I never really sat down my. Father and talk about certain things like how my son, my son want to know everything. Like mm-hmm. what's this, what's that, and sometimes I catch myself like, don't worry about them. Then I bet you know what? Let me tell him because yeah, right. This gonna help him. You know what I mean? So I I, I got to break out of that because that's how it was with my father. You kind of ask certain questions and you kind of get into certain conversations that was going on because it's like yo, the adults talking right. Or sometimes Ooh, I feel like sometimes I feel like um you know the mom, your mom would tell you like. Oh, your dad just came home from work. Like, don't go yeah. bother. Yeah, don't him. bother. Him. Yeah, don't bother your dad. He just Which came is understandable. home from work. You know, it's understandable. But when at you the get s- home, you want to unwind a little bit. Right. I I get that. I definitely get that. You know, you work 10, 12 hours. You probably might be on your feet. You know what I'm saying? Like, you might have to steal a seat for a few minutes every yeah. now and then. But you get home and you're exhausted. And but you know, as a kid, like honestly, you don't care about all that. Mm-hmm. You like you just excited that yo, my dad's yeah. home. Like yeah. the, the the relationship that a lot of people have with their moms. Like ideally. And I, I I know like sometimes my my dad will see us interact with my mom and think like damn like I wish like they could interact mm-hmm. with me in that way but it's just like that's not the kind of relationship that, it was that built. yeah that was yeah. built through the years you can't you know? be mad at your father it's like 12, no I'm not I'm not like mad yeah. <laughs> so for him to, <laughs> for him to find quality this respectful yo he kind of doubled the number it's six of us it is six of us yeah. you're right I guess I'm a special case right. <laughs> Like it was twenty of y'all. Like yeah, yeah. Get around like if you that. give like three of y'all quality yeah. time, his life is over. That's it. He ain't get no got sleep. No more time. Oh, <laughs> man. Life is over. Yo, what type of show is that? Nah, going but uh, Courtney, uh, what was your uh, intake on this? Um, I didn't have like that. I didn't have the father mother thing. Like my mom passed when I was five. Mm-hmm. Um, and nah, it's cool. Um, black man, it's always cool. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I dealt with it. You know <laughs> nah, yeah. I dealt with it. So, yeah. um. And then my dad, when my mom passed, like, I was a kid. So my grandmother was like, hey, you want to come stay with us? I was like, yeah. And I did that off the strength of my, I'm not going to some place where the dead person died at. I'm not, I can't go back home, man. Like, that's not comfortable for me. Mm. Um, And me and my dad, just growing up, we just never had that bond um, to, like, sit down and have conversation. Um, Mainly, my, my dad was white, for those who don't know my Wait, dad what? Was, i know that <laughs> yeah. yeah wow my For dad real? Was, yeah my dad was white so um 
Like Kaya, my brother is light skinned, like like white light, because my brother, my father was white. Um, and I had um, no idea, yo. Yeah, so yeah, that's crazy. Um, you say was? Is he still around? No, he died. My okay. dad died um two few years back. Okay. Um, and we just didn't have that bond, and it was like me, and my it was me, and my grandmother, and then my brother and my father. You know what I mean? So we, my brother, kind of got that that loving type of feeling, but me and my father never kind of like clicked. And mm-hmm. um, it wasn't until. He got sick. Now, one thing I can say, and I, I always say back to this, he did take us places. You know, yeah. he, he took us places. We went out. But that's all that it was. Like, he was just like, he wasn't, it didn't even feel like he was a dad, but more like a counselor. Like, hey, we was going places. We're going to, the, we're going to Rob yeah. Land. We're going here. We're going there. Like, and then he would give us. It was like the car ride's right, quiet. You know like, like <laughs> y'all go my, my dad got sick. He would like just, you know, throw money at me, throw money at my, my brother. We never kind of found that. And then one day, you know, we kind of come, I, I wanted to go in and speak to him, but I felt like he was like too far going. He was too mm-hmm. sick to kind of sit down and have a conversation. Yeah. And even till this day, I regret it. I regret not having it because I didn't get a chance to say bye to him. I didn't get a chance to do that. When he died, I was on a dialysis machine and they called me because I was the oldest. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, you, you got to get to the hospital. When I get to the hospital and he's gone. Like, you know what I mean? So it was just like, it was, it was weird. You know what I mean? Because at first I'm like, damn, like, how do I feel? Like, I don't know how to feel about this. And it hurt. But, you know, once again, dealing yeah. with your emotions. And I ain't know how to feel about losing my dad because we didn't have that, that bond. Right. But, you know, um, I actually just kind of had other figures. Like, you know, the people in the church yeah. who play, like, these role models. Like, um, shout out to Mrs. Smith from Boys and Girls who play, like, a father figure Mrs. in my life. Smith. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I had people Yo, in place. Man, sorry to cut you. Mrs. Smith held me down no, like, on, a about, dan- on the senior yes. trip one time, man. <laughs> talking Hell about, like, yeah, mentor. man. His brother get handed me an envelope for, like, $100. And he's like, hey, man, get yourself something. He definitely nice. got so me like, through. Hey, man, I don't even need this. Yeah. Thank you. Give me no more. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even... I, yo, honestly, I didn't... And, and that just goes to show you, man, these educators mm-hmm. are doing their goddamn doing job. Because I was bro. like... I mean, you might you might disagree, but I was a quiet kid in high school. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I might have had Fine, my little. I'm gonna say this. I never. Yeah, we go through this all the time. <laughs> I might have had my little jokes in there, <laughs> but that's because like you, you and I, like we was like we was cool, we was yeah. close. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So like I was a little more talkative, but for the most part, I could be in a room mm-hmm. full of people and you not even notice that I was there. Yeah, like yeah. that's I wasn't like someone who was like speaking out and and mm-hmm. that outgoing mm-hmm. so i didn't even know like that he even like noticed me yeah and he just pulled me to the side on the senior trip and was like you know talking to me and like gave me an envelope with cash i'm like mm-hmm. oh my man i didn't yeah, even know who i was some teachers stick with you like that yeah, yeah for like real. my um rest in peace with mr kenny from um i went to ms340 um north star academy and i had a teacher named mr kenny white dude man he was funny he, he had an earrings and he had mm. earrings he used to sag his pants <laughs> he used to curse in class <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Like, everybody <laughs> loved Mr. Kenny, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like he he gave me my first job. Really, he used to have us like after school we would sweep his classroom. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. like ten dollars. Ten dollars. Yo, I was rich, what? man. I was rich, man. That's what you know. Ten dollars a day. He might have made me fat Whew. too. You know what I mean? Go get some pizza. After. <laughs> Don't put that on him. Don't put that on him. <laughs> I think I funds. I was not this big. I was broke until then, you came along. Right. We had <laughs> two like, slices and a soda every day. Come on, son. Then, the then pop, I go home and get my mother we food. In, in the hot, like the, the circle across the street. Yo, that place is a goddamn vegan spot. Had the coaches calling me beef patty, man. Always had a beef. <laughs> no, no, no. That was your fault. That was your fault. They called you beef patty because this man cut practice one day to go to the damn uh, Labor Day parade. Come on. Oh my god, bro. <laughs> but we digress. Okay, yeah, we di- let's yeah, yeah, yeah. get back on topic. So, yeah. like, 
Um, this yeah, I didn't know. Like, and and this brings like a whole like different dynamic to it. So, mm. so your father was white, was yeah. was a white man. So, like, and you, we always as black people, like, we always like the way they portray like black fathers. Mm. On, I mean, white fathers on TV, like yeah. they're sitting down at the foot of your bed and they're like, "How was your day, Timmy?" Like, you know, what I'm saying nope. they talking to you, and it's like, and this is very interesting. Like, you had firsthand experience with this, so mm-hmm. so you kind of had the similar relationship to what like. You know, I had with my dad and, and Nick had with his dad. It's like, yeah, they're around. Like you see them, like yeah. you know, like I guess the the love is implied because mm-hmm. they're going out there, they busting their ass, however many hours. Like I remember my dad working sixteen hours, mm-hmm. sixteen hour days, like driving a cab up and down the city, yeah. so that we don't want for nothing, so that mm-hmm. we not like going hungry, you know, yeah. so so that we have lights and all that stuff. But it's not like the emotional part of mm-hmm. it is is gone. Did that? Did that make you kind of like try to fill that void by maybe like finding like you you mentioned like your church family was was very helpful. Mm -hmm. But so for you, Nick, like did that make you try to fill that void by like maybe getting involved with maybe some people in the neighborhood that maybe weren't doing the best, but they were there to like talk to you and and hear you out in ways that your actual father wasn't? I mean, I never really got into like looking up for a father figure. I Mm -hmm. always had my father and that was it. Like, yeah, I'm the type like. I don't have no stepfather. My mother's married, mm-hmm. but I'm not looking at like I got a stepfather. I got my father. That's it. Yeah, to me. Yeah. So it's not like I was missing something. I don't feel like so. I was you and missing- your stepfather never had like any type of relationship. Not, not, not to that extent. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. it's regular. You know, like I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, but yeah. It's just yeah. I had my father. It's not like I felt like y'all were amicable. You y'all could though, live together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> even though my father like yeah. wasn't there, I never uh-huh. felt like he was so far gone. Yeah, for some reason mm-hmm. I don't know. Cause I guess I used to go to Trinidad every summer. Cause he's living in Trinidad, so it's like you said a boss card to call him. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> Yo, back, I forgot bro. about those. I used That's to just showing our age up in there, like you know, get the ten dollars. I actually used to want to go back home to live with my father. Yeah, even though I know when I'm there. We at odds, we at odds yeah. whatever, but yeah. every time I'm not there, I want to go oh, back. Oh, so there's no internet in Trinidad, so. That yeah. time, there was no internet. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they got everything now. Yeah, yeah, But I yeah. feel like with my son, though, I don't do certain things that I feel like I got to start doing. Like, mm-hmm. like how you say, take me out to the ball game. So I took him to watch football. I'm trying because I'm not used to that. Right, exactly. I'm not used yeah. to going out with my father here like, oh, let's just go to movies or something. Oh, let's just go get something to eat. Right. So I'm trying to have that with my, my, my son. You know what I mean? I want to try to have that with my mother too, because my mother, she worked, she was working hard too. So yeah, like, right, exactly. I never really had that kind of connection with my parents that I see some people be having where they could talk to their parents right. about every single thing. I'm now starting to talk to my mother more, and we getting a little closer now. But it was always like a separation, like yeah, if parents, it, you the kids, that's it. right. Like with, with my with my like dad, especially like when, whenever I'm on like any phone call that we have, it's like it's like a business conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like he calls me, he's like, "Hey, how you doing?" I'm like, "I'm good." And then he we go into like what the conversation's about, like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you know, da 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 x y z." And it's like, "Yeah, got that done. Did did whatever, whatever, whatever." And it's like, "Okay, bye." Like it's never, but like, it might be your yeah, it might be your job to. Started because your father's so stuck in his ways. Yeah, but exactly. I realized when, when yeah. I talked to my father, certain things that I probably talked to my friends about mm-hmm. that I never really talked to my father about. But now that I started doing it, yeah. he opened up and he talked to me regularly. Right, about exactly. It. So I, I was like, yeah. oh, all these years, I probably was just feeling like I couldn't do this. Or mm-hmm. also, I, never tried. Like I feel like at a certain point in time, they need the transition from seeing you as a child yeah. to seeing you as a grown ass adult. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like even with my grandmother, like when she raised me, even up until this point now, like she used to always say, you know, but you're always a child to me. And I'm just like, and that's why we're never going to get along. Right. Because exactly. at the end of the day, 
I was a child, but I'm I'm grown. I'm full right. grown now. Like I take care of myself. Hey, grandma, I'm paying right, taxes. Right. I'm paying taxes. Like, when I, like, when, I, on, when, I when I when I signed that rent check, I don't remember it says and Barbara Starks on it. It's right. just me. Yeah. Like if that shit bank, if that shit flop out and the money don't come off or whatever. That's on you. It's That's on not, me. Yeah. But you got to think about it from David's point of view. Like they see it, they change your diapers. Like. Right. Well, at I was what five. point? If I was you, you changing my diaper, I'm not saying. Problem. I'm just saying, like, yeah, like, a- like, for instance, my mother. <laughs> I was party trained. Well, I, yeah. I was definitely in there. I'm saying, but they seen you were like at your most like innocent stages, right? Like, so they so can't get that out their head. Yeah. Because remember, as you grow, they also grow. So it's mm-hmm. like you're never gonna catch them. They always gonna look at you like that little kid, whatever. Right. It's hard mm-hmm. because I be dealing with that with my mother. I'm like I'm about to be thirty. She said, "What." You have to be yeah, what that mean? She, that really think, she really think about yeah. it like, yo, I'm about to have a thirty year. I'm like, I'm about to be thirty. Like the, yeah. other, the um, my father got oh married. December right, January, January. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. My father got married two years ago, and one night we was all drinking. Like for his wedding, it was it was crazy. Everybody got drunk. So the next day, isn't that crazy getting drunk with your pops? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, you like you like hold on, trying to sneak for a little bit. Like wait, hold up, man, I'm grown. Like that's the thing though. The next day now, so I'm drinking a beer. My father's like. Chill out with that drink today. <laughs> I'm 28. I'm like, what? I laughed at him. My mother was like, you laughing at your father? It was a rap. Both of them drunk. Don't drink that. Don't drink that. I was like, you know what? So I got I, with an attitude. I put it down like, I ain't drink. She's like, oh, you going to put it down and get mad? Make sure you drink that drink. I'm like, you just told me. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm 28. I got to deal with this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking I like, like, I got, you know how old I am? Said, like in, your, in their mind, you're always going to be this kid. Right. Because like, they like they did raise you. They did see you kind of go through these stages of your life. Yeah. But I feel like at some point, even if we're, we're never going to catch up, like you said, we're never going to mm-hmm. meet their age. But at the same time, we're in, you were here. You yeah. were where we were. When you were thirty, you know what I mean. Yeah. So imagine your mother telling you, "I'm oh, you always going to be a child." Yeah. No, we're not. You ain't trying to hear that. Oh, don't do this. Don't do that. I'm, don't I'm tell in my me own house with my kid. And right, my girl. Like, right. Like, I pay my, my own. like, like especially like, if, like yeah, you pay your own rent. Like yo, you like yo, my, I have a whole household I'm responsible for. Like what are you talking about? I can't have you talking to me like yeah, this. like yo, chill. My son watching. Come on, my come be so slack. You got in trouble. I'm like, yeah. Like, this is weird. This is just too weird right now. Like, I had to uh-uh. beat him for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's crazy. Oh, man. But they would never, like you said, they would never. It's hard for them to grasp that that right. idea that you're not. You're now into them. adulthood. Yeah. Like, yeah. Man, that's tough. All right. So uh, we're going we gonna to get to the juiciest topic. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We're gonna talk, start talking about love and relationships. Oh, yeah, I had, and we we got just just enough time to get into all that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, I know this is this is what Nick thought when I said black man van. He was ready to, to tear, <laughs> to, yeah, he's ready to tear women down, right? <laughs> but again, man, if you want to chime in on the conversation, seven one eight nine two eight nine seven three two. We here with myself, the best in the world, Ben Lewis, Courtney, host of Courtney's Corner and the Uncensored Podcast on the BYB Network, and Nick. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I do stuff too. All right, man. <laughs> like, give him a song <laughs> and Nick. Uh, what I'm supposed to say? Like, I'll be dancing at Soka party. Oh, there you go. <laughs> put a put a title on him. Soka dancer. Like, I don't know. He's he's an official Ben Talks correspondent. He's been he's been on the program a few times. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know heard. what I'm saying? He watches grow from being in the stinky basement to now we in with this nice cop. with the what? With the cats? Oh yeah, that shit. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was a real mm. mom and pop operation. Before. <laughs> All right, so, so now we're on the topic of love and relationships, and not just like love and relationships in the sense of man with a woman, 
but just like overall, you know what I'm saying? I feel like even like in our friendships, like mm-hmm. I know for me, when was the last time you told one of your one of your boys that you loved them? Oh, I even though you I, do. I do it all the time now. Yeah, I, I don't care. I can't remember I the last it, time I did yo, that shit. I, I tell my that. bros I love them all the time. And I feel like I do that now yeah. because one of my one of the co- my closest friends had died. <clears throat> right. I'm like, I didn't even get a chance to love you and thank I'm thankful for you. And I told myself, no, it's okay. I, but then again, I've grown a lot. Like yeah. me t- t- five, ten years ago and be like, I ain't telling you. I'm not telling no yeah, dude. It's I love implied, them. man. Right? Come it's on, like, like, it's you implied know? when I say I feel like when, they know. When I act for this pound. <laughs> <laughs> homies like that. Yeah, I, I talk to like you for more than five minutes on the phone. <laughs> you know Yo. what I mean? I ain't gotta say nothing. Right. You know. But see, <laughs> but, but no, nah, I was gonna say like that. That ba- like, that that played right into to my next question. It's like, do do you feel like you know as black men you have a hard time giving and receiving love? Like whether it be from a, a platonic situation or whether it be from a romantic situation, do you feel like? You have a little bit of a hard time, like being affectionate to your girl or telling your your boys that you love them. Like, is mm-hmm. that difficult for you? Platonically, no. Like, I guess because I'm like people in my life of it's, it's a very small circle now, mm-hmm. but I had to grow through that. Like now, it's a tight knit. So if I'm telling you I love you. It's mainly because you are you're family to me. You know what yeah. I mean? We're not just friends. Like you mean more to me than you know what I mean than there's somebody else outside in the street. Mm-hmm. Now, romantically. I've been struggling a lot with, like, I mean, I, I say, but I've struggled a lot with kind of making sure that I mean it and that yeah. I'm, I'm showing it because I went through a hard relationship. You know what I mean? I, a real hard one. And um, it broke me. So, like, yeah. I was single for a long time, kind of rebuilding that. So, like, romantically, just saying that I love somebody and being affectionate means a lot more because that means that we've leveled into another, another playing field. You know what I'm saying? We're no longer just dating. We're no longer just, like, going out to eat Red Lobster and Olive Garden, I see potential in you. I want to marry you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In my mind, like you know what I'm saying. So, it's definitely tough. Probably the toughest thing I ever got to do. Yeah, I've 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 dealt with like I have difficulties like with affection mm-hmm. even till now. Yeah. Like I'm 28 years old, about to be 29 in a couple <laughs> weeks. Like I have issues with affection. Like whether mm-hmm. it's telling like my siblings or my boys that I love them or whether it's you know yeah. being out with 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 my girl or with a girl or whatever and it's just like yo holding the hands mm. or, or you know giving them a kiss out in public like it's yeah. it's so like difficult none of that right oh it's God. so hard for me and I it's like I don't know how people do it son. yeah and, and part of it is like I, I feel like the biggest part of it for me is it's like it's not something that was done too often mm-hmm. with to me and with me as a, as a child like yeah. you know what I'm saying like Again, I feel like um, you know black black uh, families go through this, and West Indian families especially. I feel like it's mm-hmm. like the love is implied. Like I don't yeah. need to come and hug you and say I love you. I'm putting food on the table. Mm-hmm. You got clothes on your back. Yeah. You ain't in a cold. You, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You're not hungry. So I love you. So it's like the actual like action of like hugging your kid and 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 being hugged yeah. and saying you know having a parent say I love you like that affection wasn't practiced on me. And so, like, when it came time for me being in a relationship, whether it's platonic, whether it's romantic, affection was extremely difficult. And I've yeah. gotten better, but it still is difficult yeah. like, to deal with for me. Like, he was saying it's difficult to do, like, at all. Like, I feel like, in part, in some ways, like, the affection part, at like, in the relationship, yeah, it just gets too much for me at a time. Like, yeah. stop. We're, I'll, I'll eat. You don't got to hold my hand for 20 minutes. 
We don't gotta kiss yeah, the man, Like I see people doing it. I need, it, right? I need, I need to cut this steak, girl. My girl does that now. Like we'll be together and then we'll be done eating. And like I'll see her start like moving things off the table to the side. So like I'll put my hand in my pocket and like chill. Because for me, it's Yo, first of all, when I just finished eating, I need a I need right, a break. I need a break. Like, <laughs> now you wanna hold my yeah, hand. We both chubby, so now my hands are sweating, your hands are sweating. And we it's see hot. it, right? It's getting hot. Like <laughs> Like get the hell off <laughs> I hope she's not listening. The most annoying. I love you, baby. I do. I love you. you. Know I love you from the bottom of my heart, but bro. Yeah, like, clear that up. Clear that up. <laughs> like my shit be all fucking dripping. I'm like, what the? Courtney fuck? gonna be calling me, like, bro. Can I the stay with you tonight? I be seeing, right? I be seeing them walking. They holding hands. Like even if you coming through, they can't let go. They of can't hands let and go. Wait, like, like you're you, gonna crash. Like, <laughs> like you wanna see that pole in the middle? I don't have that though. But so, yeah. a lot of women want that. No, you know yeah, I mean? and that's mm-hmm. the thing. Like a lot, and, and I didn't learn. I didn't know. Like I didn't think nothing of it. Like you could see me walking. With someone I'm in a relationship with, and you would we think that we're know, just right. two friends, because yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm not the type to like engage in like, oh, let me grab a hand, let me mm-hmm. put my arm around you. Like that was never me. Like that was never, even in high school. Like yeah. one of the things like in high school, boys like yo, oh, I, I shorty hugged me when she said what's up. I wasn't. I didn't want no hugs. Like I <laughs> don't hug me. I wasn't hugging you. Don't mm-hmm. don't try to hug me. Like yeah. that wasn't that wasn't like I don't. I don't know Affection was just very Like difficult for me And I'm better with it now mm-hmm. But it's something that was Like extremely Like it's still Something that I battle with I'm still trying to Like get it through my head Like yo It's alright to be affection It's alright To tell your friends That you love them It's alright To mm-hmm. like tell a girl That you love them It's alright to like Give her a random kiss yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Out in public Or hold her hand Or put your arm around her Like it's alright To do these things mm-hmm. But it's just yeah. something That like and this is a word that gets thrown around a lot, especially like coming up around guys in the neighborhood, around the older, the mm-hmm. OGs and stuff. When you was coming up, like you didn't want to be looked at as soft. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you never saw these guys being affectionate with, with girls mm-hmm. and because they didn't want to be looked at as a sucker. Like right. they didn't want to be soft. So now you kind of watch that growing up mm-hmm. on top of maybe not coming from the most affectionate home. Yeah. And so you just. You're just callous mm-hmm. Like you're just like And yo. all the time Like a lot of the guys In the street We hanging out with each other Right so You popping your shit Like I don't do this But we don't see but you then, With your yeah, girl Right, right. right. Exactly, right. exactly. Right. But then we hear that phone ringing And all of a sudden Your mom is calling you yeah. Yeah. Or your baby needs you Or no, you're, you're in a right. corner Quiet like <laughs> Right Like we, we don't see that side So we kind of like Are getting false information About yeah. how we should go about things Big time until Big time it, Until it's happening to us You know yeah, yeah man uh, You got anything to put in Before I bring up The next uh, question Now we can move on <laughs> He like yeah, yeah I gotta go home tomorrow <laughs> I already gotta hear it That I'm not romantic enough oh, Too much man. I can't it's top Regina, Regina listening <laughs> yeah, <most likely. laughs> Alright um, I wanna get into Gender roles Right now uh, And this is something that, that stresses a lot of people out You know what I'm saying um, But how has I want to know like for for you too like how has like a general how do generals play into like your willingness to either to one jump into a relationship or to further like whatever relationship that you're already in like I I, I when we talked about it like with work life kind of having that pressure of wanting to be successful mm-hmm. part of the one of the biggest reasons is to to wanting to be successful is that I feel like a man's worth um and this is not just black men this is just men period like a mm-hmm. man's worth is tied to how much you make, what right. you can bring to the table. This was a big topic when I was on your podcast mm-hmm. a couple of weeks back with, with um with the men versus women um topic. Yeah. It's like, yo, a man's worth is tied to how much you make, how much you can bring to the table. And so how much does like you kind of be have to be able to look at yourself and say, all right, realistically, this is what I can bring to the table right now. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I don't feel like that's enough. So I'm not gonna 
I'm, I might be talking to this girl. I'm really feeling her. She's everything I'm looking for in a woman, but I'm not going to get in a relationship because I can't bring X, Y, Z to the table financially right. or I'm not X at certain points in my career. Like how much is that like, you know, kind of made you guys move a little slow when it comes to getting into relationships? I don't think for me at all. Like um, if we first meet and we start dating and the first thing you're saying to me is that you want somebody to be financially stable mm-hmm. and I'm not. See you. Right. I'll swipe <laughs> left the next time I see you on this right. app because at the end of the day, I'm not going to put that pressure on myself mm-hmm. for what, what your expectations of a man should be. You know what I mean? Um, I do think for me, um, the, the, being, the, the pressure of a relationship is like, you said roles. Like, what does the man role? What what are you playing? I feel like for me, I was born and raised kind of as being chivalrous. You know, my grandmother yeah. kind of taught me a lot about open that. Like, doors, you know, like, open doors. Open doors and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but also kind of now in this place of this, you know, this this level of equality, not losing it. You know what I mean? Mm. Not feeling it because women's rights are equal to us that I should not no longer do that. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I still try my best, even with my girl now, like, to be that guy, to be that protector so that when she's with me, she feels safe, you know? And I, I'm the breadwinner, of course, but at the end of the day, I never make her feel less than. I never make her feel like you ain't got shit. And, we, and she holds me down, like, doing Courtney's Corner and stuff like that and kind of like kind of manage my life, my rent. She will slide me money if I need it. She'll help me with the summit, my birthday, everything that's kind of going on in my life. She's been there. You know what I mean? So we kind of play equal roles in, in regards to like what we offer for each other. Yeah. Instead of like, oh no, I only do this and I only do that. Because if it's, if it's a bill to pay at the restaurant and I don't, and I don't got it, enjoy. <laughs> like this. this yeah. Is. You know what I mean? Sometimes I feel like women want men to be two things at once. Like they want you to be a provider. Mm-hmm. And make sure everything is good, but then they want all the time in the world at the same time. It's like while I'm out getting one thing, can't do the other. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's hard for men, like all the time, like even with emotions, like you gotta be emotional and strong at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, but I think both like, can coexist, and I feel like that's one of the issues is that us men don't we don't want to seem as we don't want to seem as though we can we can juggle both. But in reality, we can. You can you can it's be It's hard to find that middle ground. You yeah, gotta right. That's it, what it is, hard. finding like, that middle mm-hmm. ground. Yeah. Either you're gonna sound like you complaining, bitching all the time, or you're gonna sound like you just too tough and you don't care right. about nothing. So it's like it's hard to get to the balance where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But also but, kind of it's like having these conversations. Like if you're in a relationship with each other, then you're in it for each other. You know what I'm saying? And like that even though you not you may not be married, but that better or worse thing come into play. In relationship, because if I can't trust you to, you to be there for me when I'm when we're not even married, imagine us being married and me struggling on my own yeah. with somebody that I said with my life partner. You know what I mean? Like hell no. So we don't I, don't, get- I don't think it's um I don't think it's bad if a woman don't mess with a dude because he he not making he not financially sound. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they got to be smart at the end of the day. Like you could try to get into it for love and all that, but then you be struggling your whole life and it's like right. You got to be at least trying to do something. Like, some dudes, like, they don't have money to start off with, and then they're not trying to do anything. Also, like, just because of love, mm-hmm. that girl's supposed to, like... Right, but then that... Right, because that comes into play. Like, and you you see that in those red flags. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you going out every day, and you paying for everything. You doing this, he ain't never got no money. He's still staying on that twin bed at his mom's crib. Like, you, you kind of can sense those red flags. And like you said, she should not be obligated... To take care of him because now you're not dating him, you're babying him. Man, you you yeah. become the you become the the the, the mother of the child. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That you don't that you didn't birth. So and it's like, also kind of it messes up the relationship a little bit because the man's supposed to be head of the household, really. Like even in the Bible, they have it like the man is the head. He, Nick he with a, a Bible reference that's surprising. Mm-hmm. 
know, I'm just saying. Like, yeah, right, right, right. Got it. Yeah. You know, even in the Bible, it says that. So it's like certain decisions a man would try to make. If the woman's making the most money, she's going to be looking at you like, yeah. why are you trying to tell me to do this? You know what I mean? You're not really, you don't, you lose control of your house like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand women more um, independent now. But it's harder. Like, I was talking to this lady the other day. She was like, because the guy trying to be the boss, but she bringing in the money. It's like, looking at him like, how? How you going to be the boss? I'm the one making all the money type. Yeah. You That's also I mean? kind of like playing with each other's weaknesses and strengths. You know what I mean? Like, like you were referencing the Bible, but in reality, there's nowhere anywhere specifically says the man has to be like the, the, um, the head. It's more so like protector, provider. You know what I'm saying? That's what it means mm-hmm. in the Bible. So in reality, like, there's nothing wrong with both of you guys being on an equal playing field. Like, there, if if you're if you're down and out at some point in your life during this journey of you guys being together, that's what she's there for. Yeah. She's supposed to be there to pick you up and uplift you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not to demean you and say, "Well, he ain't got it, so it's time for me to go." You know what I'm saying? Because then, and then, then in those realities, then what the hell are y'all together for? Like, sex can't make. But, but naturally, it makes it like. The woman, like, it changes everything, like, the mindset. But that's also kind of going in, in, that's also kind of going into, like, um being, like, toxic, toxic femininity and mm-hmm. toxic masculinity. Because now, if you're not making enough, and her first instant is, you know what, I'm making this money now, so I'm in control, then you've definitely, you've definitely kind of changed what the, you're in this for. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. if you're in this for a financial gain, then we shouldn't be, we should go to the bank. Mm-hmm. Like, you should be my, you should be my personal banker, right. not my wife. Or not my husband. You know what I'm saying? So, but like, no matter what we say, money changes stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, yeah, for her to have the money in her her hand, mm-hmm. she feel like she have the power. Not not like that, but it's gonna be hard to her to listen to your direction if she feel like, oh, are you giving out all these ideas, giving out all these direction, but you ain't really doing nothing. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I can understand where they coming from in that terms. Like, you, I'm I'm running everything, but you. You want credit for it in a way, you know what I mean? I'm the reason why the boat going, but you want to be the driver or some shit. Right. Like that. you know that's like, that's a, that was another topic. I don't know if we were talking about that with you about like submission. Was that what that? Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And like yeah. being able to kind of submit to one another. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and not so much because you were saying money changing things. It, it it can if you allow it to because money becomes that source of evilness, like that thing that kind of controls the entire relationship and instead of it being. You keep saying you know you were saying you know love doesn't kind of do it all, but it should. Like the faith you have in God, and the faith you have in God and love and prayer kind of should be all in one. Because if it's not, then your reasoning for being each other is always going to be materialistic. Money materialistic, and when we die, we can't go with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, if your only thing is hey, if she makes more money than me, then she can control what I say, or she's not going to listen to me. Then who's being who's the who's the controlling one? I'm saying who's kind of control it happens the on both ends too. Even a man, like if he feel like his girl making all the money, he might not step up to the plate. So certain decisions he might be able to make mm-hmm. if he was in a better position that he he feel like no confidence. He don't feel any confidence in making it. Yeah, and right. it's like they can't better themselves like that. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, honestly, I, I, I feel like I don't know if I'm being like misogynistic or whatever by saying like I feel like the man really speak your mind nobody's listening he should be the, <laughs> he really should be the head of the, the household you know yeah. that's how I feel you know? like yeah. I just feel like like if I was to marry my girlfriend right now like I feel like we are so secure in ourselves like if I was struggling I would never kind of feel like you know what I can't do this mm-hmm. I know that my queen is going to hold me down until I can level up to a place where I can be one with her 
I never want to. I never want to be in a relationship where we're like I'm here and then you're here. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if we're not equal, then I don't want it. And that's just my opinion. You know what I mean? That's just yeah. me. Like I want us to be equally yoked, like it says in the Bible. That we're supposed to be evenly yoked. Yeah. And I don't want nothing less than that. Period. And I feel like it's um uh just to like add to it. I, I feel like whoever like because it's we live in a different society now. Right. It's not women have so many opportunities like where they may end up being like the breadwinner in a situation mm-hmm. and they could end up being a breadwinner and you're both doing what it is that you love. Like right. you might be in your career and there's a certain cap on what people in your field make and you mm-hmm. might be at that top and that cap and it might be a different cap for her, what she does in her career. And so she might end up being the one that brings more money in. But I feel like you still who are, like it, it takes work on both on both parties to mm-hmm. make sure like you don't make the other person feel less than less because than, of. Right. Because of like what, how much money they bring in, mm-hmm. um, but uh, it's almost time to get out of here. But I just wanted to pose this question um, as far as like from relationship standpoint, as a man, what are some things that we feel like women can do a little bit better when it comes to maybe being <laughs> understanding? I'm gonna, like, and, all night for this. <laughs> when it comes to like dealing with a man and, and understanding the things that men go through out there in society, and then now coming into the house, like what are some things we feel like women? Can do better If if you want I can start I can say like uh, Being Just making sure You're more understanding mm-hmm. uh, Making sure like When he is venting Not to kind of Take what he's saying and, and, and flip it into like An issue that you have With him in the relationship right. That happens a lot of times You could be like Yo I feel this way I feel that way And it's, and then somehow It turns into something That you're not doing In a relationship And it's mm-hmm. like That's not what I was Having this conversation for Like right. I was yeah. talking to you Because I was trying to get Some stuff off my chest And now A full blown argument Is about to happen mm-hmm. And I, get, I feel like by nature, man, we ain't trying to argue with nobody. Right. Like, we're just going to let you go off and be like, all right. And we're just going to, like, leave it right. at that. Because right. you can't win. <laughs> you can't See, I just win. feel like with me, um, with women, I just want them to to be able to communicate. Mm-hmm. Like, that whole game playing or running to your girlfriends type thing, yeah. it doesn't just solve yeah, what no. we have going on at home. Because now all it is is, is bottled up animosity toward each other yep. that could be solved in that moment. Not everything from back when we were 10 kind of come into play when this right. conversation when in reality we could have dealt with this as adults right, you know exactly. what I mean um, mm-hmm. you getting uh, an attitude and her friend getting 10 paragraphs right, right, you know happened. what I'm saying so you sitting there like I don't you know you like yo what's wrong nothing, nothing. Right. but then <laughs> she's going I, off to her right, homegirl yeah, yeah, yeah. about what she should be telling on you social media about what men should be and what men it's should annoying, do you know? yeah. and you're looking at them like we could have talked about this in person right exactly you know what I mean so communication is always definitely one and kind of like saying what you stating what you want mm-hmm. and what you need in the beginning like, don't come at me. We're in this a year later. Now you want to raise expectations for what for a fantasy guy right. that you're not doing for you're not you're not creating for us. Right. Like, exactly. You know what I'm saying? You want to you want to just you you don't want an ain't shit man, but you're an ain't shit woman yeah, type yeah. situation. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm gonna let you close this out. Well, right now, I means right now things is good, so I can't. I don't really have that much. <laughs> nah, you nah, let nah, me nah, talk my shit, and I'm gonna go home, and she's gonna be like, <laughs> "Oh, that's that's how you feel, Courtney." <laughs> <laughs> nah, I me mean, right now, you know, yo. I literally, I said to them in our podcast that she bagged me, right, mm-hmm. Bruh Two weeks I've been hearing this word. Oh, so I bagged you, huh? You gotta go home, baby. The time of the podcast changed. You're on from 11 to 1. It's, it's crazy out here. Sounded like me. 
Nah, but you know I appreciate uh, y'all brothers for for joining me on this. this Thanks is, for uh, having me, man. This was good. Yeah, man. Um, I ho- hopefully you know we all got some things off our chest and everybody feels a little bit better. Uh, this is definitely no money on therapy. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely not the last time I'm gonna be doing one of these, man. This feels like yes, uh, something that I could keep going maybe every couple of months or so with with different brothers, man. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but again, appreciate y'all for coming in, being vulnerable, sharing with with the listeners, man, and, and just yes. real. I'm gonna give y'all the floor, let people know where to find y'all at. On your Instagrams and all that good stuff. Go ahead, Nick. Bro, all I got <laughs> King Henny to Instagram. That's it. Yeah, Heard. Um, you can follow us on um, Courtney's Corner eight nine on Instagram. You can follow us on Courtney's Corner Facebook page and our uncensored podcast page. Um, we'll be back with Courtney's Corner season three later next year, and our podcast is every Sunday on a BYB network from seven to nine. Sir. All right, man. Do not go anywhere here now. Rachel C is up next. Uh, it looks like she got a whole live band and everything. It's about to be lit. <laughs> Do not go anywhere, man. Make sure y'all stay locked in to Radio Free Brooklyn. It's your boy, the best in the world, Ben Lewis. Once again, thank you to our guest, yeah, Courtney, yeah, yeah. host of Courtney's Corner, my man thank Nick. You. Thank you for thank coming you. through. Make sure y'all stay locked in here now. Rachel C up next. I'm going to catch y'all Tuesday for Brooklyn Bandstand. Let's get it. <laughs>